body bag. <laughs> right, right. This is episode three of the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Folan. And I am Jeff Burns. And we are going to be talking about the formative years of console gaming by going through the periodicals that covered it. Uh, again, today will be a magazine episode, our, our second of those, and we'll be covering Nintendo Fun Club News issues four and five. Um, the first thing I wanted to do before we even got into what we're playing <laughs> was uh, issue our first editorial uh, correction, retraction, what have you. Your uh, first. My first. Our first. We're a team. We have to accept responsibility collectively, I'm afraid, Jeb. Okay. Uh, even if this is my segment. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I made a grave error in my Ghosts and Goblins money bag math, and I deeply apologize for it. Okay, so I basically took all the 1986 U.S. dollar to British pound conversions in the wrong direction, math-wise, and it fucked everything up <laughs> thereafter. So, you know, uh, the exchange rate was 1.42 British pounds to one U.S. dollar, uh, and that meant I should have been dividing the one U.S. dollar by 1.42, and in those cases, I was multiplying it by 1.42, which obviously is a much higher number. So that had a ripple effect throughout, and... The corrected numbers, the, the major things that would have changed would have been a beer in 1986 would have actually cost 0.51 British pounds, 51 pence. And that would have meant the inflation rate of pounds from the 16th century to 1986 would have then been 13,600% as opposed to it was like fucking 227, so a much bigger number. Uh, and that would have also meant that the U.S. money bags, $500 U.S. money bags in 86 would have been 352 uh, British pounds. So what that means, I'll put all that in the fucking show notes, specific numbers. Uh, let's not try to be too boring here in the beginning, but the end numbers would have been uh, the, the, the $352 or, or, or rather British pound bags in 16th century adjusted to 86 would have been 47,886.96. And then you convert that to US dollars in 86 and you have 67, almost 68,000. And then inflation rate 86 to 2018 would have been uh, 132 thousand closer to 133,000. So instead of like I think it was like a quarter million and a half million were our final numbers, it was actually 67 and 133, which yeah. are much more, still it, huge numbers though. Still It was numbers. it was a lot of money the first time. I was willing to leave my girlfriend to Satan in a graveyard. For it. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd leave my girlfriend to Satan in a graveyard for 68,000, was it? Yeah, 68,086 and then in 2018 dollars it was close to 133. Uh, uh, very iffy you know situation obviously probably dependent on your actual relationship with said woman correct it's a moral quandary depending right exactly but at at like a quarter more it's really not a moral quandary it's (laughs) it's financial decision right right uh so yeah so i was too anal i'm much too anal retentive to have let that go uncorrected uh so i apologize i will do less shitty next time and without further ado what we're playing now jeff what are you playing now yeah so i started i uh dove uh pun intended accidentally uh into subnautica 
And it's not like, like I said, I knew nothing about it going into it. Um, I wouldn't call it survival horror, but like definitely a survival uh, game that is scary. It's like base building, exploring, mineral usage, um, shit like that. You encounter different life forms and whatnot, and uh, there's a storyline to it as well. Um, so I've been really been enjoying that actually. Um, I play that fairly often, um, and uh, other than that, yeah, that's about it actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't, there's not a whole lot new. I have to say uh, a little bit more Red Dead 2. I decided I'm just going to like hotbox the story. And I also play, I play a lot of poker in it too. I love the poker on there for some reason, even though I, I don't, I traditionally hate gambling. Uh, but basically to stay off the bullshit side tracks and just get this fucking game done because the story is good and I don't want to just let it fall by the wayside and not finish it. So I'm trying to power through that. I uh, got a little bit more of my chem-addicted, non-combative cannibal shit for Fallout 4 done. Yeah, where did you hear about this? Like, you, you were inspired by this somehow. Yeah, I read, there? I read something, someone doing something similar, talking about role-playing. Uh, again, I think maybe even that what, without uh, Watch Out for Fireballs episode that inspired the idea of playing it at all. Right. And uh, they, it was some variation of that, and I was like, oh, that would be really interesting. Might have been that exact thing, I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm... I'm it's I'm playing it. It is it is interesting. Uh, it's kind of hard to stick to my guns on the non-combative part in the beginning because you're so weak. You can't right. really just take your lumps and get the and, and run from everything. Uh, so it's hard to stick to in that regard. But otherwise, uh, it's also hard. You can't you can't really be a cannibal until you get the perk too. So right. I'm like I have to focus on the yeah. There's like oh, a lot oh, of like what 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 uh what system are you playing on? You're playing on PS4. Yep. Don't they have mods for that? Uh, maybe I don't honestly have ever gotten care. into that I would shit. bet you anything. If anybody's listening and knows the answer, tweet at the uh, show and let Josh know. But I guarantee you, there's a way to like open up all of the fucking perks at the beginning and take whichever you want. I kind of I mean, I guess I don't know. It's it's a it's a, it would be it's a whole that's a whole discussion whether or not because I'm not I don't like especially in these newer games. I try to play them how they're supposed to be played, and the idea of cracking it although this is a replay and i'm trying to do a very specific thing so you could say that it's not necessarily cheating i don't know that's a good that's i yes by all means i don't know but i see what you're saying like in 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 your mind like you know if you don't get the if you can't even possibly get the cannibal perk to like level eight you know if you wanted to translate that to an in-world story would it be like you know not until you know quote unquote level eight in real life would you be fucking crazy enough to eat a dead body or just you know the how do you the, the, the you know the physical action of it what how does one you know, yes, it requires a certain evolution. Like, this guy's not waking up out of the fucking vault in Fallout 4 and is stepping out in the world, and, like, as far as he knew, like, 30 seconds ago, it was before the war, and then 30 seconds later, in his mind, he's eating dead bodies. I guess that doesn't make sense. It's a big jump, yeah. It's um, a big jump. Although, you know, there, there are, there are, there's some of the vault lore, the, there are vaults where that, they, uh, vault tech, um tried to create that environment where right oh dude i would love to talk about all the fucking vault tech experiments have you watched those shoddy cast videos (sighs) probably not but i've done some shoddy cast dude find it on youtube dude listen to me the shoddy cast uh videos shoddy cast is the name of the channel and they do they do fallout lore videos Mm -hmm. that are off the fucking wall good dude they are so intelligent like just on the internet is reading Fallout lore. Like oh I God. actually like it way better than uh, than Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah, uh, and dude, even in their videos, they do Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls videos too, and they're not even close to as as interesting. No, they, they can't be because Fallout's more interesting to me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, dude. Yeah. Right, dude. 
do it. You will, you yeah. will, you will not stop until you've watched them all. It's they're right, so good. Right. Um, so, right, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, you're playing your Fallout. Sorry, oh my nowhere. That's that's we're here to talk. That's the point. Uh, still overcooked too here and there. And I, dude, I I got and started playing Mario Odyssey on Switch. Why is Mario so fucking good, dude? All the Marios are so good. It's so yeah. fucking. It's so, dude. There are. Have you have you looked? Did you know anything about at all this iteration of it? Uh, not Odyssey. I I did encounter my own on the internet once. Like the internet told me, like, oh, you like RPGs? You have to play. I think Mario Galaxy was the answer. Okay. I haven't tried. I haven't actually played that because I, um, yeah, I haven't played that one. But this, it, you know, it has a Mario sixty four. You know, Mario sixty four is obviously incredibly more rudimentary, but uh, it has kind of that gameplay going on. It's also got though, and this is just jerking my nostalgia thing off so hard and done so well. You there's you good there. You go into pipes in the game, and it transports you into this two D version that is uh. just perfect. Mario One emulation, but new environments. You know, okay. the gameplay is the gameplay and graphics. Everything is perfectly done. Super Mario Brothers One uh, nice. stuff, and you just yeah, you just jump into it. You have to you know, and there's like it, it, it does it 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 plays on your understanding of the physics of um, Mario One, and kind of does interesting things, and kind of basically presents puzzles through the prism of Mario one physics. And it just, it's so fucking well done and so cool. Nice. Um, among just generally good gameplay in the, in the rest of the game too. Um, so yeah, it's fucking super good. It's really, nice. really good. Uh, so that actually is probably the most of my attention because it might've been paper Mario that I was thinking of. I can't that, quite remember. Isn't that a, like an RPG type deal? That's, I haven't played yeah, that's what I was saying is like, the internet was like, oh, Paper oh, Mario, yeah, yeah. like surprise RPG, like you didn't see it coming or something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I was supposed to play one of them. I never did. But yeah. Okay, yeah, I haven't played Paper or Galaxy. I think those are all like Wii U and stuff, aren't they? And, it and, might like, have been Wii. Like, hmm. or is, what, what the fuck is Wii U? Is that? Wii U is a handheld, or is a hand, to my understanding. I don't, I don't have it, but I believe it's a handheld. Uh, I had a Wii, and I not even, I'm not sure if I had any Marios on Wii. I can't recall. Right. Um. I can't recall. Man, it's been, it's been a while since I played uh, a Mario, I believe. Um, in any event, it's anyways, good. yeah, we're not talking about Mario. Well, I, we probably will talk about Mario. Yeah, <laughs> we, we probably we're talking about Nintendo. It's kind of hard to not talk about Mario. Uh, but we are done talking about what we're playing right now, and we are ready to rip into Nintendo Fun Club News Issue Four. <laughs> That is, or was, the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out training montage theme, where you're running around through Brooklyn with the Statue of Liberty and such in the background, uh, in between the circuits, the circuit championships, or after the circuit championships, rather. Uh, And that is there because we are going into Nintendo Fun Club News issue four here, and on the cover of that issue is 
Mike Tyson's fucking punch out. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Iron Mike right on the cover. No illustration bullshit. Uh, which just see when I first opened the the CBR uh, or rather the, the 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 issue file here and that popped up like instant in- elation inside of me. Right. Uh, yeah. Happened. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, he's I, I looking at him. Uh, his physique does not look fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's top down lighting, dude. That's not. Uh, I'm not a lighting guy. I'm a music yeah. guy. Well, the, the top-down lighting, it's actually behind him even. Uh, yeah. So you're not going to get definition on the front of him if you want to get into like the... <laughs> I don't want the optics. to. <laughs> okay. nah, uh, I really don't. If you look, I'm sure you could Google pictures of him knocking motherfuckers out around this time. Well, that's my point is I know that he is an incredible, you know, he's yeah. an incredibly strong person and he's a monster physically, but this picture doesn't do him a lot of justice. He, he's, he's, in, yeah, he's in pretty good shape at the time. Uh, so yeah, so I guess just real quick that, you know, these are, we downloaded these, I wanted to say we downloaded these from archive.org, uh, and you can do the same yourself and look at them and not just listen to us talk about them, uh, if you want to follow along. So by all means, hit pause and download those if you'd like and would like to do that. Uh, but yeah, so this is the winter 87 issue. Um, and along with Mike there on the cover, uh, we have three bullet points. (laughs) And two of said bullet points have Mike Tyson in the bullet points. So, <laughs> and you'll never guess the third. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, you might not. I don't know, but I, I did. I did think the fact that they put two of three cover bullet points mentioning Mike Tyson uh, symbolizes the fact that they knew they were dropping some heat on us here with this <laughs> with this game right. and, and this issue, uh, which is cool. Um, so yeah, so it, and. Uh, Right on the fl- inside cover, the next page is, which is very interesting to me. I wrote this down. Yeah, a full page ad for Ring King, uh, and it's like, it kind of makes. There's a lot of things actually about it that kind of make me sad inside. Um, the most notable being, and I don't know if you, well, I, I, you had to have clocked this. It's featuring, or rather, endorsed by Ray Leonard Jr., mm-hmm. who is Sugar Ray Leonard's kid. Uh, and like you know, sure, it's being presented as being in support of a, of his Hall of Fame boxer dad, uh, who actually had at this time an upcoming fight against marvelous Martin Hagler at Caesar's Palace. <laughs> uh, and you know the kid. I, I also I don't know how much you, if you looked at all his shit up at all, but the kid was doing a lot of commercial stuff uh, at the time, endorsing things and shit that I assume was like an extension of his dad's um, public figure status, whatever professional Empire. athlete. Right. Uh, so it's appropriate, you know, that he's doing a video game endorsement. It's, you know, it's a, it's a kid's game, obviously. So it makes sense. Uh, but it's this whole thing, like, in, it's the inside cover. It's pitted against Mike Tyson's punch out, basically. Like, right. it's like a visual rivalry of the two games. And that's a fucking hopeless battle for, <laughs> for Ring King and this kid. Uh, and I wonder, I guess really what my question was coming out of that is, did Nintendo tell Data East what their cover feature was? I mean, I was just going to say, like, did Data East know this is what they were getting into? Because right. if they were, they never would have paid for it. You would think, yeah, this is like the inside cover has got to be a wildly premium cost. I, like, it would, it would make even more sense. It, like, I, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't emphasize like that. It, sh- it could make some sense if the advertisement was scattered somewhere throughout the, the book, you know, pages three through 32. 
Right. I could understand that, but inside cover. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, makes it, sense. Right. So yeah, someone yeah, basically yeah, someone sh- shat the bed hard here. Either Nintendo's disclosure of what was going on with this issue, uh, or Data East doing one of two things, not doing their research and asking or caring, I guess. Uh, or, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's that's tough to say, too, because are they supposed to know that Nintendo's greatest boxing game ever is coming out? Right. I guess not. So how would they know to ask? But if they did, ask, they did know and Nintendo did disclose it, did they really think this would look good for them? Did they think that they were like this, you know, okay, Weirdly, you know, like like basically Starbucks putting a Starbucks across the street from a a mom and pop coffee shop. Like they think they can just like our shit's better and, and more known, and we're just gonna shut you right, down. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I yeah. I don't know what happened there, but like it seriously like it confused me going into this whole thing. Like when I went from the first the, well the cover to the inside cover, I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> Yo, someone fucked up. I was immediately confused. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was an interesting kickoff to this. Um, right. In addition to the enthusiasm about about Tyson uh, or Punch Out, rather. Uh, so we go from there to uh, another press says letter from HP thanking readers for uh, handling all their creative, de- <laughs> creative ah, blah, direction decisions blah. for them. Yeah, basically, uh, and sticking with the wild and woolly uh, table of contents idea. They introduced in issue three here too. They have a, they have that. Uh, and then rolling right into their first feature is Mike Tyson's punch out as you would fucking expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's two pages that they're calling a review uh, and then a one pager of basically Iron Mike's story, which, again, I think kind of is a testimonial to how excited they were about this big licensing um, haul that they had here. Um, so, yeah, so, it, you know, the first of all, I. We've said this before, I think, but they keep using the word review here to describe these. And I think it's errant terminology because they're not critiquing. They're just talking it up. Um, but all the review copy is well and good. Uh, they they get into the worldly selection of the opponents, uh, but no mention of how blatantly xenophobic most of the archetypes most of the archetypes portrayed in this game are, uh, which is funny. You know, they highlight it, but they don't really. You know, obviously they wouldn't. Uh, that's a given. But it is funny to me how, yes, how just straightforward xenophobic they are. <laughs> it, it was it, it was a different time. We, well, we'll it put was. it that way. Like. Yeah, I mean, it, like I was—I I think I wrote down for for that page. I was like, "Is this racist?" Like, because something's going on here with some of these guys. Uh, well, one of them is some sort of, you know, yeah, like that. Their entire character is each one of them. Their entire character is built on some sort of at least mildly offensive characteristic of the demographic they are supposed to remember right speaking of, <laughs> speaking of which like glass joe i think the first guy that you fight i never played this game i didn't, well, yeah, I didn't really care for he's it. french and he's a pussy that's <laughs> yeah, bullshit yeah. dude that's so unfair right? yeah. like i'm a history guy and like the french army gets so much shit for world war ii but like every other effort they did except for like the franco-prussian war was was fantastic i think they're like the most victorious uh army in the history of humanity, so uh, it's really that shitty was, for them to do that. That's where Napoleon came out of. See, so, I mean, clearly they got some wins under their belt. He was, course, <laughs> he was Italian, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I wrote that down too. I was like, that's kind of shitty towards the French. I wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, yes, that was interesting. 
That was interesting. Uh, or that is interesting, rather. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, this, like I said, this is all kind of straightforward. It's just explaining the gameplay here. Uh, and they, I did, I, I wrote down this little blurb about, at the bottom of the first page here, they have these, uh, which are actually, no, because they have one in the, in the, in the Prez says thing there. But these which are the first. Page are you on here? The, the first of the review pages. With, I see, with I see. The, they have what amounts to the first shots of gameplay here. And they go through and they're like, you know, this three panel thing, quick punch, knockout, critical. And <laughs> like, okay, so each one is kind of like, uh, incorrectly, the copy does not reflect what's really going on, basically. Okay. Uh, and this is this is something that happens with a lot of the screenshots. And I feel like the copywriters, I just feel like there's this general disconnect between the copywriters and their understanding of the actual gameplay. And like my point would be that like, why would you have this fucking job as a writer for this magazine if you don't play the games and have a visceral understanding of them? You know? right. So like the quick punch panel is depicting Little Mac carrying out the slowest punch in his arsenal, the uppercut. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, on bubble, right? Okay. So the knockout is uh, depicting a Mario declared technical knockout on Glass Joe. So the the text below says Little Mac lands a winning blow for the big KO. It's not a knockout, right? Well, exactly. It's not the appropriate copy for a TKO, right. which is not a big knockout. It's technical. You technically knock this dude out. That yeah. does not excite fear. It's not. We just all want to go home here. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those, yeah. You knock him uh, down three times, one round. Let's go home. Right, and then the critical panel shows Little Mac with Super Macho Man. They both have uh, matching one-thirds of their life meter left, and Mac has nine hearts left. And he is about to get clocked by what looks like Macho Man's spinning punch, but critical to me should have been Mac out of hearts and, like, in a fucked situation, you know? Okay. Like, uh, which, yeah, like I said, he's about to get maybe fucking pounded by one of these spin punches from Super Macho Man. But again, I don't know, just a slight disconnect in the copy to the picture. And that's something that happens with a lot of these. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, that 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 I noticed that there was something wrong with each one of those. Maybe I'm just a nitpicky cunt, but... No, that's, that's, that's interesting because, you know, you, you really would think that they would get these things right because they're all on the same, you know, team, which is like something related yeah, to video games, like and they missed it, you know? doing this thing, so like, how do they not uh, talk about it, you know? Right, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, and then from the review thing to the Mike Tyson story, this is actually pretty well done. For It was. Uh, I, I was actually surprised by it. Yeah, for, for a kid's magazine in particular, I think this uh, depiction of, of where he's coming from and who he is is pretty damn good. Uh, I own the Tyson documentary on DVD, so to say the least, I have took a pretty deep dive into Mike Tyson's personal history. And I still didn't know it was a police station where he was first discovered by uh, Cus D'Amato, um, that, that trainer that, that first found him. So that's a cool little tidbit that he was like boxing in a police station. Right. <laughs> part of the <laughs> of course he program, was. Uh, at age 13, no less. But um, there, you can also tell they're, they're pretty excited about their television commercial with Tyson at the bottom there. They actually showing like a almost a frame-by-frame frame depiction of it, uh, which is not the best way to... You know, it's a magazine. They can't show you a video, but... They can only do so much. Right, yeah. It's just funny, like, how excited... Again, how excited they were about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they had some space down there. Like, fuck it, put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some screenshots. I don't care. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and actually, I'll, I'll punch in a, a link in the show notes for the this it is a funny commercial uh for a lot of reasons if you haven't seen it i'll punch in the the link to one in the show notes so you can pull that up quickly and doing research for this 50k is what they paid him for a three-year license 
to use his name on this game, which okay. seems like chump change for the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, <laughs> endorsing a boxing product, even in 1986. Uh, you know, the, the, the deal was signed just prior to him unifying the belts, but he did already have, I believe, two of the three. And... Uh, uh, yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot of money, and you know, it's it's if, if you if you bump it up, you do if you run the inflation on that, it's only 114k. And I, as a in print in a parenthetical here in my notes, I did not fuck that math up. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's only 114k in 2019 dollars, uh, and even that again, uh, obviously, is not a lot of money. I think for where he was and what he was, uh, so that was interesting to me. Yeah, huh? That is actually surprisingly low. Yep. So, uh, what uh, what are your memories of this game? I mean, I've, you know, I, I think we've already demonstrated. I probably will have a lot to say about this, but what? what yeah, what you, well, yeah. Th- this one's really for you. I don't have a lot. Like, did you own? You must have owned it, right? I did. That's the funny thing about it. I did not. I was gonna say because I felt like it was rarely in the house, but like when it was, it Ed was had it. Like, Ed did have it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was there a lot. Right, exactly. I don't. I'm, I maybe never have took it home to be honest. The point being is, like, I like I just remember watching you play it in your room, and like it was your thing. Like I was so far behind in the understanding of that game that like to get me up to any sort of speed would have been, you know, you didn't own this game. It was only there for a limited amount of time, so there's no time yeah, to get and, my ass. And, and I'm a monopolistic bitch. So. And yeah, you you fucking hog things. So, uh, yeah. So I never learned how to play it. I just watched you play it, and then uh, consequently, I never was interested in it really ever. It never did anything for me. Oh, Actually, true. I watched my buddy, you know, uh, like Tommy's uh, younger brother, Andy. Yes. He loves this game, and he would play it at my old apartment, uh, the apartment complex I lived at. Yeah. And we, I remember we, playing it at TC's, actually, uh, with, with him, I believe. Yeah, that doesn't uh, surprise me. He loves it. Sometime many years ago, um, when I, one of my passes through Overland, I remember. Right. And, and I, would watch, he, I would watch him play it, and... <laughs> um, we would just like drink beers all night and he'd play till like four in the morning, but he could not get past a certain point because it was on an emulator on my yeah. Xbox and he, they were just not responsive enough. Yeah. Emulation, man. It's Todd. You, you, it's, this game is whew, not for emulation. Yeah. You need to have the hardware, man, to fucking do this. Well, I think it's, it's, this game is so predicated on timing, especially those last few guys. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, man, dude, I, you know, uh, I don't even know how to, I can barely describe how this, how fucking incredible I thought this game was as a kid, and I did not have it, and that was a, maybe a big part of why, if I'd have had it, maybe some of the mystique would have been. I can't believe you never acquired it, though, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't have an explanation for it, I really don't, because I love it. I, I remember written it, I remember having, I remember written it from campus with, you know, those yellow and th- cover things, you get bullshit instructions with that, uh, right. and, you, and you can't, uh, you know, you, you're kind of just figuring it out. Uh, and I remember yeah, I could not get past King Hippo because I didn't have that intel about about the trick to beating him. And I remember renting it a whole time and, and fucking losing to him a million times over. And just uh, fucking pissed. Zero progress. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, that's only the fifth guy in the game. So, yeah, uh, just like super frustrated, took it back. And then, however, you know, probably Nintendo Power, I got wind of how to beat him and i remember running it again and then like oh like, his yeah, ass yeah and the elation of getting past him after that whole rental stint without being able to do so just right. so maybe you know again that's just like a such a um 
you know, as a child, your, your victories are so far and few between (laughs) (laughs) that, that, uh, that, uh, that one stands out as, is so much so at the time. So like it, that could be a very big part of it. I don't know, but yeah, it just fucking is such a incredible game, both from a nostalgia perspective and, and and again, yeah, playing it today, dude, I, I gave it a playthrough, uh, in anticipation of this and I actually uploaded, I, uh, I'll put that in the show notes, but I, I recorded, um, me doing so so i have a playthrough and um it was you know i was a little rusty uh but i got all the way to sandman before i took a loss um which is it's all that's always kind of been where like where i have to really get dialed in i can kind of just cruise control right. uh to sandman particularly if i'm on original hardware i obviously was not for this i was emulating um so yeah, on, on OG hardware, I can usually take him down and Super Macho Man uh, if I am dialed in and then get my ass handed to me by Tyson, who I've never beat. That's another funny thing, too. That <laughs> I, beat I have, Tyson, really. I've never beat Tyson as much as I fucking, as much as I love. And then uh, later on, like once I moved out of the house and I moved in with Ted briefly and then I would come home for holidays and stuff and stay with him, you know, he had this. So I would, this is again, I would fucking fire that Nintendo up and I'd play the shit out of this all the time. And I'd mm-hmm. never beaten Tyson. Oh, uh, it's so fucking, he's so hard. <laughs> so hard. Even on, like I said, even on OG hardware, uh, on an emulator, like I can't, I don't even know if I've ever even tried to beat him on an emulator because he will, yeah, I just, I would think he would just dust your ass off because. <laughs> He, it's, he has he has he is his tells are so there's so little yeah they're subtle there's so little Isn't time like, what, like an eyebrow or something yeah well everyone everyone just has little facial cues for the most part okay. but uh some of them are obviously more uh, more prominent than others and his even even his tells are quick uh and then the time the the time that lapses between the tell and the punch coming and they're all like his first you know a minute or so of his of the fight is just him throwing uh, haymakers that'll fucking drop you in one in one hit uh, that are told by yeah like a little eyebrow thing or something and like dude I if I mean I've I've gotten past that I've gotten into second maybe even third round with him but he's basically a TKO knockout knocking him out on a on a on a KO is just uh, even a TKO actually knocking him down three times in a in a round is fucking borderline impossible uh, so I mean most people beat him to my understanding anyways unless you're fucking just a professional at that uh, with a TKO uh, or rather a decision I'm sorry and then after the third round oh, so wow, okay. lasting that long with them where he just fucking dust your ass with one punch like how the fuck <laughs> right like what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah, yeah how, how the fuck are you gonna last that long with him yeah, i mean do you get up from one like i know you can get up in that game but like if tyson knocks you down like yeah i mean you can you know again it depends i mean later you get into the fight the less likely that is uh if you're getting oh, so all down. that like oh never mind never mind. I, I i all those like numbers and shit like uh like hearts and shit kind of matter to getting up not to getting up. No, oh God, you're that. No, I really know nothing. Whew, wow. Yeah. They, no. I yeah. I don't the, like the game actually. Oh, that's crazy, man. The uh, yeah, the hearts are representative of kind of like your uh, how much wind you have. Like you run out. Like the idea is when you throw a punch and it gets blocked by the other boxer, you lose a heart. Okay. So if you land the punch, you don't lose a heart. But if you throw a punch and it gets blocked, you lose a heart. Uh, and certain, you know, there's some fights where you have more and less hearts. And basically, when you drop to zero, you like gas for a second, and that's when you turn pink and kind of huff a little bit. And all you yeah. can, all you can do is dodge, uh, and you can't throw any punches until um, whatever the some other guy. Free to turn amount of time. Yeah, right? the, the other guy throws a couple punches, um, and yeah, you just you're, you're just on the defensive then. So yeah, I mean, your hearts matter for that, not so much with. Uh, 
you getting up, you have your life meter. Um, and again, I mean, basically when that drops is when you go down. Uh, but like I said, his punches take it all away from you. And like how many times you went down and around or dependent or, or rather uh, influential on whether or not you can get up sometimes like it's, it's basically a rapid <clears throat> pushing of a and B together to that gets you up. And like, you know, you can, even if you're jamming on them, there's some fights and a certain number of times you can get knocked down where no matter right. how, how fast you jam that, the, the combination back and forth, even if you can do turbo, you know, you can have the Not turbo dot on your advantage dialed up all the way to the max and, right. and just holding both buttons down and still not be able to get up. Um, and and the, the Mario will just count your ass out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's, it, it fucking is, can be very tough. No question. So yeah, so yeah, basically I got to in, in this playthrough uh, on on the emulator again. I got all the way to Sandman. He knocked my ass out. He's got a pretty quick uh, little flurry thing he does too. There's not a lot of time between his uh, his tell and his little uppercut flurry thing that he does. Uh, and he fucking polished my ass off pretty good in the first round the first time. And I hadn't lost yet, so it just gave me a rematch. Um, which that's kind of random too. I don't really know the exact system for whether or not you have to, sometimes you'll have to drop down a boxer or two. Sometimes you'll just get a rematch with the, the boxer you were just with. I don't know how that is determined, but it mm-hmm. gave me a rematch struck with him and I played him a second time. And like, I was able to get into like the, maybe the second round before he fucking waxed me again. Right. Um, so I did like 37 minutes on the runtime. Um, which left me with a pretty solid case of Nintendo thumb, even on my little uh, emulator here thing, <laughs> my emulator nice. controller, uh, which is, you know, that hurts so good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, man, it's just, you know, even, dude, after all the times I've played it and I'm sitting here getting my ass whooped, you know, and losing, uh, getting abused by Sandman, it's still just, to me, the best damn game on the system, maybe ever, uh, on the basis of pure gameplay alone. Like, the combination mm. of fun and challenge and by challenge i think it's important to discla- like to to, to 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 say that like it's challenge without the cheap nintendo bullshit uh yeah. challenge you know, or, or the the where, where it fucking you feel like it's cheating you you know you like it's hard but it's like it makes sense why that's that hard right uh, it's fair yeah yep, yep. It, it like if feels... you know the shit you could you could fucking do it you know 100 percent um yeah and th- that combination to me is just unrivaled um and like i said maybe uh any game i don't know if there's another game that just from a pure fun standpoint uh to me is more fun to play than this one and that's that's clearly saying a lot because i've played a lot of fucking games man right yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fucking that's quite the claim but uh i, I can see where you're coming from with that yeah yeah i mean there's i, I don't think there's a time in my life that i've nailed bald bull on that second hop where you got to hit him in his stomach to drop his ass when he's doing his bull charge and like I've done it a million times now, man, and it's still hard every time. And every time I do get it right, I'm 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 both relieved and ecstatic. And right. like the fact that, that after all the times, all the years, all the playthroughs, that I still get that level of enthusiasm from that uh, is uh, I that's priceless, man. Like Nintendo got to count for something. Yeah, Nintendo, fucking good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Uh, yeah, I told you that was going to take a while. I warned you. <laughs> no, I, I understand. It's a fucking favorite game, man. What are you going to do? It's a right. good game. Next uh, page. Yep. Next fucking page. And next, uh, well, uh, sandwiched between that and the, the next big thing is, is, a, is a Rad Racer review. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, a full page Sunsoft ad where it's beckoning us to bring the best of the arcade home with Spy Hunter and Sky Kid. Uh, we talked about those last episode, so fuck those games. Yep. Uh, so getting to Rad Racer, um, it's another feature 
two pages. Uh, they make it look and sound uh, about as cool as an NES racing game could be. Uh, you know, eight eight visually varied courses. It has the 3D glasses option. Um, I well, I don't know, dude. What do you do? What, what's your what's your thoughts on this piece here? I had no idea that Rad Racer ever got a feature like this. Like, if you said the words Rad Racer to me, I, I thought it was a throwaway game. I knew nothing about this game. Yeah, I, that's, you know, I, I told you, I had never, I, I ended up firing it up, man. And when the title screen popped up, I decided that I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't, there was nothing familiar about it to me, music, visually, anything. Uh, so I don't think I've ever, I'd ever played it, man. And no. Granted, I'm not a racing fan, but the, yeah, and, and like you just said, though, it, it is a Nintendo cornerstone, dude. This, this uh, along with Super Mario Brothers and Tetris, were part of the 1990 Nintendo World Championships, dude. Like, th- those three games were what you had to play to fucking win the Nintendo champ- World Championships. Okay. And the game, the game was featured in The Wizard with Fred Savage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, given that level of, uh, you know, prominence, I guess... Uh, I kind of can't believe that I never even tried it. When I, I kind of make, I, I feel it makes me feel like a stubborn little prick. <laughs> I don't know? know if it's stubborn. I feel like we never like, I never even encountered this game. It wasn't like we had it and then we didn't play it. Like I don't know that. I mean, we didn't have it, and I feel like the people that we would have borrowed games from did not have it. So how the fuck were we supposed to know? Well, I mean, like I said, I, the, I guess the one thing I would say is when you know this is an early title, and uh, I think we both were a little, are we came onto the scene in quotations of Nintendo uh, a little, little after this was would have really gotten its, uh, its, its uh, exposure right. um, and push from Nintendo. So that, I mean, that's kind of the one excuse I would give us. But again, like just the level of, you know, how hard they did push it and how. Uh, you know how classic it apparently is. I find it hard to believe that we never even fucking came across it. Yeah. Uh, and well, f- before I get into that, the uh, <laughs> we 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 touched on it when when they first uh, glanced at it in the in the last issue. I think it was, but there's a really fucked up thing going on with the 3D glasses here. Did you see this? Uh, <laughs> it's both in the copy of the article and in the large ad panel on the second page. If you flip over to the second page of the rad of the Rad Racer preview. Our review, rather. I see that the in the middle there, the C in 3D free, and then it's got a picture of some 3D glasses. Right. And these are like a, a, a mail-in thing, and then discontinued, <laughs> written across, right in the big red letter, written, <laughs> right. written across it. Uh, so, th- so yeah, what they're offering here is uh, high-quality, stylized 3D racing glasses for free. So you have to basically mail in the game UPC off the box, and they d- it's discontinued, and that's to me super fucked up. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, the high quality doesn't like because they did come with regular like cardboard fold up glasses with the game. So it's not like you, you didn't have any way to do this without this. But still, I mean, and, and you know, the high quality designation just meant that they were molded plastic uh, instead of those fold up cardboard. Yeah, yeah. But still, but like, I mean, any kid that saw these was probably like incredibly bummed out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like to have the picture of them there to know that was ever a possibility. But now they are unavailable. <laughs> yeah. 
that is crazy. I don't know, like, why would that be in the fucking magazine? That is yeah, so they do true. it. Well, it's because they had already done the layout and they didn't want to pay to change it. Is what that's exactly why it was. Okay, it, yeah, okay. it was cheaper for them to slap a, a red it. thing on it than right. to change the layout and you know other than not just have a white fucking area there or whatever their solution would have had to have been. Write some more copy. Who knows what? But uh, yeah, it's totally a cost saving measure. But fuck, <laughs> fuck, is that harsh? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, so Six and again, weeks for delivery on that. Can you fucking imagine it? Anything <laughs> today took six weeks to deliver. Yeah. Like I do not support human trafficking at all. But let's be realistic. If you bought a human, like you could get them here in sooner than six weeks. <laughs> like yeah, out of doubt. Yeah, nothing takes six yeah. weeks anymore. The- uh, Jeff Jeff Bezos would keel over and die if he, <laughs> if, he, if he heard something came took six weeks to get to, to get to someone from, uh, from Amazon. That would be it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, six weeks. Wow. All right. Anyways. Uh, uh, I, I do this. Did you know that this is also from Square? Hashtag Final Fantasy connections. Uh, which is Rad Racer. No shit. Yep. Hence the three, because the, the other one was that world, that uh, 3D world maze runner or whatever it was, uh, that also had 3D glasses. So that was something Square was pushing the envelope with both these games in that regard. Um, so I thought you would take interest in that. Um, so anyways, uh, I played this fucker. I told you I fired it up. Um, and guess what? It's really fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, super fucking fun. The okay. control are very responsible, uh, responsive and reasonable. Uh, there's a ton of, like, read and react gameplay uh, in it that, you know, you can kind of... It, it try to gives you this almost 3D perspective uh, um, uh, in the gameplay, and, and it, it, it makes sense what's happening, and you can actually get better at it. It's not just, huh. like, random, like, I don't know, I would kind of maybe expect a shitty old racing game to be. Uh, I only played the first level. Uh, it took a couple times to beat that. Uh, and when I did so, it was very satisfying. And hmm. to be honest with you, man, I'm putting this on my list of, nice. of play, uh, which for a racing game, uh, there's not a lot of those that I feel that way about. So not only were we stubborn stubborn pricks, but uh, we were wrong. <laughs> well, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, it was pretty good, man. I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I, I like would have scoffed at this game. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the courses are like super varied too. Like the backgrounds to them are like really, by Nintendo standards, beautiful mm-hmm. and interesting. Varied. Uh, you know, you're like got one where you're the first one is like this beach thing, and then you're going to uh, what amounts to it looks like a New York City landscape in the background, and then like a. Uh, um, a mountain deal, and then kind of a. I think the, the fourth one is Athens. It says, and it looks kind of like this. Yeah, like you're going over like a a body of water of some kind for most of the time with this really pretty kind of. Um, I don't know what the word is. That's I don't know. A GNC landscape. Yes, not, I was going to like something Roman or esque architecture, yeah. but. You know, something again, just different, um, which is cool again, you know, to have that much variation. Uh, and again, most racing games on Nintendo feel like just this repetitive thing <laughs> over and right. the same thing, the same thing every time. Right. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, it felt different level to level, or it looks like it's different from level to level. So, yeah, man, on the list, I think I, I want to play more of that, I believe, which was nice. a surprise to me. 
then we have uh, on that second page, there's a Renegade ad that looks much cooler than the actual game is, but we've talked about that, so we don't need to do that again. And then we're getting into some sneak peeks uh, preview section here. And uh, basically highlighting some real heat that they have coming down the pipe, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, Adventures of Link, so the second Zelda, RC Pro-Am Racing, and again, second time we're getting that music cue here, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon Warrior, uh, which obviously excites me and you a great deal. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, we get uh, almost two pages for Zelda, a whole page for RC Pro-Am, and Dragon Warrior, like three quarters of a page here. So they, you know, they dump some 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 serious real estate in, into telling you about these games, uh, and justly so, you know. Um, as we we you know we've we've established, I don't think we should we should talk about the games necessarily, but just things about the copy here, uh, the specific articles themselves. Um, with with Zelda, there. A lot's been said, and I don't know how much you've read about this, but I've read a lot about it and heard a lot, heard it talked about a lot through whatever fucking mediums that I've gathered this information. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't like the second Zelda because it is such a um, distancing of gameplay uh, format type whatever from the first one. Like they basically they got away from the formula in the second one, and that right. pissed pissed a lot of people off supposedly then and even kind of like zelda fanatics um in present day who have an appreciation for all the older stuff uh say that it was it was it was a huge a, a, a far cry from from what so many of the games before and after it were um and i think one i mean you had zelda 2 and i i liked it i don't have any problems with the fact that it's different um but there's in the, uh, again we can kind of get to that when we get to that but the, they have there's a there's a passage of copy here that I think is really insightful on that topic, uh, that big topic, and it says basically the action takes place like this is the exact verbatim copy. The action takes place in both a vertical, uh, which is like the Legend of Zelda, and a horizontal, like Super Mario Brothers perspective. So like, I think that they thought that they were include at this time when they were making this game, they thought they were including the gameplay of both of their two most successful games ever here. And that fans would fucking love that, <laughs> you know? Right. And like, and like that was their motivation and right or wrong. Um, I think it's a really interesting, you know, like what their impetus was for that change. Uh, it, it is very, it, uh, the, that's a very telling passage about it. You know, that they thought they were combining the two greatest fucking things that had ever come out of the company. So like, how can that, like you're taking, you know, one plus one equals fucking two. How is it not better? Uh, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see their logic, certainly. Um, and the end result wasn't all that bad to me. I mean, you know, the, the game's fucking hard, and I guess it's not exactly like, you know, Link to the Past and the original Zelda and, and all that. But, I mean, I thought the game was pretty good overall. And Yeah. yeah. It is, the problem is though they kind of like if that's what they were going for, like you know, to get the best of both worlds. Like they, they I feel like they kind of missed the mark on both. I mean, yeah, again, that we should we should table this, but just as far as what their motivation would have been is all I was trying to get at. You know, the interpretation of that copy, uh, we should probably save that debate because um, I'm sure we will spend a lot of time on that game when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another copy thing uh, for RC Pro Am. So it's, it says that this game is a must for RC car, it's radio controlled, car owners. 
And my thought to that was, what the fuck does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing it's to do with anything. Yeah, it's a racing game. There's nothing differentiating the gameplay that makes it like controlling an RC car yep. in the analog world at all. Why the fuck is that even like a topic of discussion? Uh, I mean, I guess it's in the name, but why even did they name it that? You could say. Uh, well, I understand why they named it. Like they, they are modeling these things. They have like little antennas and shit. Uh, right. But as far as using that as like a control selling point to me was fucking ass. Yeah, it's like love hunting. How about duck hunt? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, and then a thing in the uh, two things actually in the Dragon Warrior preview, uh, they're using the name Roto in places that I believe would come to be Erdrick in the actual release of the game. That's what I was thinking too. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. I'd never heard. I'd never heard that word uh, in any of the lore. Not that I've done a ton of reading up on Dragon Warrior lore. Um, I've never really played any of the ones beyond the NES, even though I know um, the installments for the more advanced systems, generation systems, are good too. Supposedly, I have never gotten into them, and I don't really have a defense for that or a reason why I wouldn't have. But I have not. So, uh, but I'd never heard that. And then in the corner. There's some nonsense about, in the, the bottom right corner there, there's some nonsense about needing to get the uh, mantra of resurrection from King Loric, exclamation, no exclamation, that was about. <laughs> well, it's to save your game. So my guess is right, it, but... it was a password system before they decided to go battery save cart. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a password system, basically. Uh, so it's interesting that, you know, that it's, um, you know, even kind of like, you know, Imperial Scrolls of Honor, dude. That's what they say. You know, they, it, it's cool they took the time to create in-game um, story elements or in-game disguises language for what was the, going on the meta you know, the, the, the the meta uh, gameplay of it you know mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting that they took the time to do that and I also think it's cool yeah and seemingly last minute right uh, yeah wolf yeah 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 um, but well, they had it for this too though so they you know I mean that that practice was already established because even when they were thinking password they were calling it the mantra of resurrection not get your password which you know most games just say here's your fucking password <laughs> oh yeah yeah right right never mind i see what you're saying right yeah uh but it's also cool they mentioned king lurk specifically because we obviously have stolen that for our game endorsement thing so i like it made me happy that they mentioned him specifically even in the preview um and, you know, I, I guess the last thing I would say about that game, obviously, Jab and I are very into uh, the title, given, you know, all the references and the pods marketing. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll likely have to do something really cool uh, on it slash for it when the game really comes out and we are talking about it for real. We'll figure out something. Yes. And I'm excited about that because, yes, we do. I think I like that game a great deal. So there's some cool ads, too, over the course of these this little section here. Uh the there's a Tecmo ad for uh, back in the the link uh, section. There's a there's a Tecmo ad for a game called Star Force, and I'd never heard of it. And uh, it's one of those odd instances where it's not in that ROM collection that we have. Which, like in the case of Schoon, uh, the that submarine game a few issues back, uh, is usually not a good sign for the game's quality. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> make into that huge expansive fucking library that we have uh it's an arcade port and the only thing uh that can make uh it's an aerial shooter and the only thing that can make an aerial shooter more boring to me is if you skin it with some stock sci-fi space bullshit and that's <laughs> that's what this game does uh so yeah it was uh looking at, at playthroughs and shit total shit um and then sorry uh, star force <laughs> sorry you didn't get the cut again tecmo dude like tecmo is not a bad company to me right. but they're, they're 
the early stuff was woo. still learning. Uh, but then we have a, a full page Mega Man ad here, man. Uh, and it's part of the Captain Commando challenge series also. Uh, this game came out on December 17th, 1987, and this issue hit newsstands in December. So I think we can call Mega Man uh, game feature episode eligible now, dude. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting because Mega Man <laughs> is huge and fun. And uh, sweet Jesus, this key art is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I even wrote down for my notes, like, if you have not seen this cover, like, right. go look at it. Uh, I you know there there are stories about this because again this is a very revered game and there's yeah do you remember the stories because I, I I couldn't quite remember what it was well yeah basically the the stories are and this is all you know who knows if it's accurate or not but the story supposedly is that uh, the artist got like half an afternoon or something to draw this bullshit. Uh, and he even took the time to ask the higher ups, whoever it was, was, was delegating this to him or assigning this to him, uh, whether the guy should have a gun in his hand or whether it was like an arm cannon or something. And he was told errantly by whoever that person was that it was to draw with a gun. So he drew with a fucking gun. So like this guy gets a lot of shit for getting it wrong, but it wasn't his call to get it wrong. So yeah, I would never think to blame him actually. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Even if he did it, someone, if it was bad, someone, somebody signed off on it. Yeah, someone should have yeah, said something. Do it uh, again, right. Did not. So um, all that said, though, it's still super shitty. Um, really. But also art. very incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's even in its bad, even that how is. bad it is, it's interesting, I guess. That's how it's incredible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, so yeah, I fired this up, too. And, uh, yeah, I, you, you mentioned not being able to find it. Uh, it's notable to say that the ROM that we have for it is under the Rockman Japanese release title, despite all the text in the game being English. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's such a fucking fun game. Awesome controls. Uh, hard as hell, but super well done. Uh, even this first one. And they get better from here, obviously, going down the road. But uh, the, the later installments of it. But even this first one is really fucking well done. Challenging as shit. You know, it's from Capcom. We talked about a lot about Capcom during uh, Ghosts and Goblins uh, last episode. And, uh, you know, we even said that there was the design. There's some, some personnel overlap between the two games. Um, but... As hard as this is, it, it's never it's never cheap. You know, it's all it's responsible difficulty. And uh, I have never beat this one. Have you ever beat this game? No, no. I think I probably got like I'm looking at this, the, the screen of the bosses. I think I got like three or four of them down. But I, I, I know I never got close to beating it. Dude, we played this one in your mom's bedroom at that trailer. No way. Yes. That's huh. the first. I think maybe the first time I ever played this one. Man, uh, I can't even. There was a TV in there. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yep. It was sitting on. If you walk in the door, because it was at the end of the hallway. Right. And if you walk straight in the door, basically straight ahead on the dresser, there was a little tiny shitty. Uh, it was color, I believe, but maybe a third. And, and the bed was to the right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah we huh. was, we sat on the end of the bed and played this fucking game on that TV. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. We definitely played this game. Oh. Um, so yeah, so I yeah I never beat it either, and uh, I would like to change that before I die. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I tried to this time, and uh, was able to beat all six of the dudes. I was pretty fucking proud of myself. Uh, oh, the Wiley stage made me very upset, and I did not get through it um, at least yet. Uh, obviously, I have the save state still, but um, 
it's fun, man. It's fucking, dude, fire it up. Now that you yeah. know it is. Now that I know it's rock, man. I, I, I played uh, Mega Man 2 because I couldn't find this. I just wanted to get the Mega Man fix in, and it, right. it was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, if it's, I can't imagine the controls, you know, behave super differently between the two, but, like, it, it was it was damn between fun. This so. Ghost, oh, between, sorry, one and two. I thought you were saying Ghosts and Goblins. I was like, fuck. No, no, no. Again, now, now I'm flashback. Like, <laughs> right. no, one, no, one, no one in the room says Ghosts and Goblins. I'm like, Ghosts and Goblins? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> fuck you, man. What's your problem? Don't you fucking dare bring that up. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now that I know, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and there's all. Okay. So on the, on the next page, uh, the last of the ad things here uh, in the Dragon Warrior page, man. Um, This Konami poster ad. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. I noticed. I, <laughs> it is. It's, yeah, of course I saw it. I mean, five ninety five uh, total to have all eight of these fucking things show up at your house. Oh, right, right. Dude, yeah, 20, 26 inches, like fucking orgasm, man. Huge, full, big posters. Six dollars for all eight of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it clearly says put one dollar in the mail for postage and handling, and Konami will put a full color, twenty-two by twenty-six poster on your wall. Send in five ninety-five, and we'll send you the entire set. That's crazy, crazy. You have to <laughs> allow eight weeks for delivery. That's right. even crazier. Yeah, that is crazy. But I mean, dude. Like, as a kid, dude, kids got nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, right, and fucking yeah, yeah. to get all these posters, like, for your room, like, that um, would be... Um, yeah, I'm waiting with bells on, man. And, dude, uh, you didn't even fucking spend all your allowance. Yeah. It's interesting, dude. I'm not, I didn't notice this until just now. If you look at the actual form, it asks for your age. Why? Why? I guess, further, further, I mean, this is clearly, be Why? added to our mailing list is what this is, but uh, um, it's interesting that they put that on there. It seems like a meaningless statistic, but... It's a data point that they gathered, yep, and exactly. I'm sure they put it to use somehow. Yep, sure they did. So, yeah, I went on eBay looking for these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to. I wanted the Castlevania one, and I found it. Uh, 250 bucks, bro. I was going to guess 200 yep, 250 Yeah, yep. that's not cheap for a dollar and poster. That's a fucking investment. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in good condition, but still, shit. Yeah. Uh, man. You know what, dude, if you had the whole set, that fucking whole set would be worth I'd I mean, probably yeah. get a fucking grant for it. Uh shit. <laughs> <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you can't, can't have that kind of foresight as a fucking six year old. Uh so you turn the page and we get uh, a full page LJN ad here, man. And I got a lot to say about this, just fucking as a fair warning. <laughs> uh first uh, okay. So just to start, they're trying to coin a new word to embody this initial early NES lineup they have here, uh, which is intera- interactive, so with an E instead of an I. Uh, so <laughs> doing the best etymology breakdown I can do of that word, uh, it suggests with those roots that they were angling towards the meaning and interest in doing. That's what in the, in the interroot means uh, with an E. And... That's a really heady way to approach a bold-faced fucking lie. <laughs> uh, LJN games rarely conjure an interest in doing them once you've had the opportunity to do them. Uh, and that is how I feel about a lot of the shit here and a lot of the games that they put out. Um, this, and actually, dude, that, that it's fu- like, you know, I read this whole thing and like that fascinated me and then I started looking at the games and I realized that this, that, 
little thing was on the box art, including that Friday the 13th cart that you had. And I never noticed it, that they missed, that they, not misspelled it, but intentionally spelled it differently. Uh, and that was like the oh. series of games interactive oh, it's like that little old bar at the top of 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 all those games including friday the 13th i never even looked at that <laughs> right. huh. yeah. the time we, we did that was a game you know and that's a whole topic because it's not here yet uh we'll get to that down the line but that's a game that we played the shit out of man the funny right. i picked that we, we picked that card up a lot <laughs> for me yeah. to never knows it. um so uh going through the lineup here and they claim by the way verbatim that this 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 lineup is boredom proof uh so that's um but going through the games uh i you know fiddle with them all and i actually have experience with with i guess two of them two of the two of the five uh god the first one's gotcha the sport uh and this is a light zapper paintball game that sucks ass uh I couldn't play it. Obviously, I don't have the ROM. I didn't have the, didn't have the ROM, which, again, surprising to me. Uh, even though it's a shitty game, LGN games are usually, they're all licensed properties, so they're usually bigger releases and stuff. So the fact that it wouldn't be in that library was interesting to me. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't have the ROM and uh, also don't have an emulation tactic for light zapping, so I wasn't able to play it. But did look at that video, and it's uh, fucking, yeah, awful. Uh, but it's you know basically... Yeah, paintball with like flags and shit that you're trying to get. And uh, apparently, doing research, there was an 80s comedy action film that also sucked, which is how licensing guru LGN ended up with a game about paintball. And the movie was a college kid who is a paintball enthusiast ends up going uh, on some European spy mission or some shit, which, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, shaking my head. I was- basis for a movie that in turn had, had had enough you know it was a failure too uh but that there was someone that thought this was a, like a licensing a, a licensing worthy property uh to me is ridiculous right uh, as soon as you said uh college student with paintball enthusiasm i was like there's nothing you can say after that that's going to be interesting like <laughs> yeah exactly there's uh, no but, fucking yeah, way ludicrous and yeah there's like i said he goes on a spy mission in europe or something like, that's not interesting that's well, yeah. fucking dumb Super stupid. So, yeah, obviously, fuck that game. Uh, Jaws is the next one. Jaws the Revenge. And I actually have recollections of enjoying this game. Do you Have you ever played this game? Do you... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember we played it at, at, at the house. And uh, although I feel like I never quite understood it, I felt like I enjoyed it. Did we? Did, you didn't have it, did you? Did we rent that? or? I may have gotten it. for. I, well, I'm picturing me opening Jaws under the Christmas tree at the front door. Really, I don't. Yeah, see. it's like dark in the room. It's like, yeah, yeah it's I, I, super, super dark. <laughs> right, very dark. The kerosene well, heater's on. It's a super dark memory. <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah, I remember playing this game and, and enjoying yes. it, though I never quite understood it. I feel like I, I know I, I rented like... it from campus. Wait, no, I'm sorry, uh, Sunshine Video, right there on yes. 58. You know? Yes, yes. Or no, wait, oh. actually, at the time it would have been more near the trailer park. It would have been uh, on 113. Uh, well, that's, that's, but yeah, but the 58's right there, dude. That's the, that's the one you used to go to. That's the one we used to go to with your mom. Right. Uh, was definitely that one on 58 there. I don't remember the name of it. Sunshine. It's on the corner. Uh, yeah. Like just, just North of 113, basically, I think. Right. No, that's just North of, I think, Middle Ridge Road. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Middle Ridge Road. Now. Yeah. 113's further South. Right. Right. Geography right. lesson. Yes, <laughs> it's fucking Lorain County, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in. Anyways, I... 
smoking listener. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next time you guys are visiting, you're welcome. <laughs> I wonder what's on that lot now, Jeb. Tell us, tell us how that. Tell uh, us about the real estate development of that particular plot of land. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the fucking uh, car dealership over there is booming. The uh, Dairy Queen just got remodeled and expanded, and the uh, building we're talking about in particular no longer runs video games. It's like a pool and spa sales. Yeah, place. I like. I know that. That's crazy. Right. Now that you say it, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I di- we digress. Uh, the uh yeah i dude i this gets a lot of flack as being a shitty game um there is a i believe the angry video game nerd episode of this is one of the more popular ones and uh you know i mean i guess that doesn't he does that with a lot of games that aren't necessarily fucking as bad as they are made out to be in the videos but uh this this game does get a lot of flack and i I, i'm not in line with it man um we we had a stint in high school uh, me, uh, Andy, AGB, Will, uh, and TC, where we were playing a lot of NES games at An- in Andy's at Andy's house uh, between bong rips, <laughs> and right. uh, <laughs> uh, we this is one of the ones he had, and we played the shit out of this game, dude. Uh, it's a, I mean, like it's an incredibly repetitive underwater action game uh, with some like super light RPG elements to it, basically. Okay. Um, you you know you basically go between these two ports on the overworld map, um, and you randomly hit shit that sometimes that you have to go down below water, and you collect shells that help you develop your fucking boat or character or equipment or whatever it is, and randomly some of those encounters also have jaws, and um, that's basically the gameplay in a nutshell. It's not complicated at all, but it is like again, anytime you work in some, if you you take some time to work in some RPG character slash whatever building uh elements you kind of have my attention and this did that um we never i never beat the jaws like there's a jaw jaws harpoon sequence at the end where it like changes perspective and you're looking at like off the 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 front of the boat and you have to like fucking jaws comes at you have to harpoon his ass right right. Uh, i'd like throw one of the barrels or something and that gets him to jump out and you can harpoon his ass uh i've never done that Mm -hmm. uh another thing that i wouldn't mind doing before uh before death um yeah, not not as bad of a game as it maybe as it could be, and that's you know not going to say that say that a lot about LJN games. Uh, the next one is Town and Country Surf Designs Wood and Water Rage, and uh, what a mouthful of a title, and what a piece of shit of a game. I'm not even going to bother to get into that. It's, it's basically an endorsement. This is a light they license. It's actual. It's a line of fucking clothing and surfboards, dude. Like they must have decided that. Um, let's make a Nintendo game. That'll be how we get our shit out there. Uh, I'm actually bored already. Right, exactly. And like that, like that's not a basis by which to have a, a video game, and it's shown uh, in product a great deal. Um, and then the fourth one is Major League Baseball, which is the first NES baseball game with an MLB license. Okay. Uh, though they did not have the Players Association's license. So they have like full team names, uh, but no player names is what that amounts to. And... Uh, there was no like even though like that's you know that's kind of a, a not the players are the, obviously the important thing of baseball uh, or any sport and uh, not having that is bad and and kind of takes away a lot of the f- realism I guess that you would get from a, a baseball game that's supposed to be a representation of the actual MLB uh, and they didn't even you know even with that limited licensing thing they didn't even bother to try to do the logos so you don't even ever see any logos it's just literally the team names. Right. Uh, typical nintendo text which is super lazy in my opinion um i also didn't have the rom 
Um, and looking at videos, the gameplay looked very poor, awful ball physics. I saw a line drive, like, hum off a bat. <laughs> and then <laughs> and just totally dot, like, fucking just drop dead for no, like, on one top. Uh, <laughs> at the, at, like, between the second and third, um, uh, in the second and third base path, uh, which did not look at all realistic, like, ball physics to me. So, right. <laughs> it did not look like it would be a fun game to play. And the last one here, dude, is Karate Kid. And I was into Karate Kid when I was little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about the game yet. I'm just talking about the property, the movies. Okay, uh, that, that was my next question because I didn't quite remember you in playing the game. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I mean, I, I had played uh, Clearly, uh, given my enthusiasm here, I, I got around to playing the game uh, on a rental basis. But uh, did you, uh, Karate Kid, like were you, like, were you too young for that? Or? I think I was a little too young. Little too uh, young. I, I, I never really, I think I've seen the movie in totality over the years, but never like in one sitting. So I wasn't a big Karate Kid guy. Oh, my God. I, I had a full play set with like <laughs> a human play set with karate out like a karate outfit a daniel san headband with the little fucking blue star on the front like <laughs> plastic shurikens and the, you know, like the whole shkabow dude <laughs> uh, so you could yeah you could bet your ass i dumped a rental opportunity into this baby at one point uh right. from campus and uh my recall of it before i had fired it up for this purpose uh was basically that it was terrible and like a near impossible side scrolling uh, uh fighter game that just i like could get nowhere in basically um i do i did like have a record it has like these mini games in it where you do like various asinine mr miyagi training chores like catching flies with chopsticks or karate chopping inanimate objects in half and mm-hmm. shit like that uh and i remember those being like kind of fun um but the core gameplay, the, the side-scrolling fighting, was just awful, if I, re- if I recalled correctly. And so did you ever play the game? Or... Oh, I, I may have, but it's not ringing a bell, no. Okay. Uh, well, I fired it up, Nestopia, and, and like the first impression, actually, the title screen is really solid. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a really solid, commendable, digitized likenesses of, of Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita. May he rest in peace. Uh Mm-mm. Uh, right there on the thing with their faces, you know, uh, and like a really cool uh, music cue that would be. I... You kick the game off with, uh, like, they took some time. Like they they did some they 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 bothered to like make the game within the lore. So few of licensed properties like really capture like the actual story uh, correctly. And this actually, it goes, it starts you in the karate tournament at the end of Karate Kid 1. Okay. So like the very first thing you do is like karate on that red mat that is the end, like the ultra fucking dramatic end to Karate Kid 1. So like you're immediately doing something that you recognize and you understand is in the story and makes sense and you're into and it's very important. Uh, so, so that was cool. And then... Uh, there's like three or four rounds of that uh, before you go into the side-scrolling stuff, and it drops you into that first side-scrolling stage, and it, it, you're prefaced with the headline, uh, Daniel-san and Okinawa, which, uh, if uh, memory serves, uh, makes this basically the beginning of Karate Kid 2. So he goes back to Okinawa with Mr. Miyagi in the second okay. one. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's pretty shitty. You get into a, there's a mini game uh, that I got into pretty quickly, which was the fly catching one. And that was 
fun. Uh, but then very quickly it came flooding back to me, like the the side scrolling section and why it's awful basically. And the reason it sucks is so you're like, you're always like the, the, there's a lot of shit to stand on. You're on different levels here in, in the, in, in the, as you go right to left. And anytime you're above an enemy on a level above him, <clears throat> it's pretty much impossible to, and you're constantly like the little things are stacked on top of each other and you can't just drop down easily. So you're always stuck higher than maybe you want to be. And if you're above an enemy and he's, if he's staying on a level below you, even if part of his body is on your level, still it's almost borderline impossible to fucking hit him. So, right. uh, so then you're just fucked. You're basically just getting ass blasted in oblivion, uh, while you try and kick and punch nothing on a repetitive basis. And, you know, game over so <laughs> maybe that was the actual uh original plot for karate kid too <laughs> well if i recall like he just goes back to okinawa and just gets his ass whooped he probably he probably did uh i i don't really remember the plot of karate kid 2 but i'm sure it was uh you know uh usually they try to break you down even harder yeah. uh uh for for a sequel and i'm sure that's what they did there so right um yeah it was that could uh, be lore you know and that yeah. could just be how the movie goes uh, so, dude, I have on top of yes, just that the game. I have an incredibly fun story about Karate Kid. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you remember you said you have seen it in its entirety at some point or other. I'm sure you remember the tournament part of the first movie, uh, and when Daniel San is fighting Johnny, the blonde kid, for the championship. Right. Mm-hmm. There's all the all the little Cobra Kai lackeys are like watching from down, you know, outside the the, the ring or mat Side or whatever. Lines. Right. And there's a part, and it's like to me, maybe I'm wrong, but for me it was always like one of the most memorable parts of that. There's a part where one of the Cobra Kai lackeys slams the mat and yells, Put him in a body bag. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, okay. So, oh my God. I waited tables with that dude at the Easton Mall P.F. Chang's in Columbus back in college. No shit. <laughs> dude, <laughs> Ro- Rob Garrison was his name, the actor, and Tommy, <laughs> Tommy was the character name, but no sane person would remember that. Uh, I, if I recall correctly, he, he, I remember him saying he was from, <clears throat> excuse me, he was from Columbus originally, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and had moved back from L.A. because his dad was sick. And basically, if you looking at his filmography, uh, it, it appears the Karate Kid heat had kind of petered out by the early 90s. <laughs> so <laughs> he wasn't exactly abandoning a burgeoning acting career by coming back to fucking Columbus in circa 2001-ish or whenever I'd, I'd place this story. Right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, man. Put him in a body bag! <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> I think it was maybe been the most excited I've ever been, man. Like, the moment that I made the connection uh, of who he was... Because, like, you know, he's like, a, if you saw him, if you Google him, he's like a very distinct, he's got like kind of these big eyes and like a very distinct face. And it's like, uh, I, the first time I saw him, I was like, that dude, fuck, he's familiar. And like, he, you know, he's an older actor. So he looks like, you know, it's, I don't know, he's lived in LA all his life and worked in the entertainment industry. So he looks kind of just like a little more polished than an older dude who's getting a job at P.F. Chang's in Columbus would look. Right. But there was just something about him that was like, something, there's got to be a fucking, what's the story here, you know? Uh, and like, I remember I was standing there, like, I wasn't in the conversation where it was happening, where he was explaining it. So. <laughs> like I was just kind of eavesdropping basically. And like, as he was getting up to explaining who he was and what, w- that he was in karate kid, like, you know, I could pick up on the context clues before he got to the actual words. And like, <laughs> when I put, I put it together right before he said, it, and I was just like, Holy shit. <laughs> 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 
Uh, I think I, I think I told everyone I possibly could that story for years after the fact, and I might start doing so again, uh, <laughs> having thought of it for this this particular piece. Right. Uh, What's funny is I remember for whatever reason, um, you just shouting, "Put him in a body bag." Dude, well, it's like one of the I don't know. It's an incredibly fucking memorable so, like, line. I probably from... forgot that you like told this story to me or like a group of people and then but just remembered you shouting that oh i can't imagine i didn't tell it to you coming right. home because like i said this would have been about 2001 yes, uh, I, I, I really cared around then yeah i, I worked at pf chang's uh it would have been yeah like 01 through well maybe 02 ish actually 02 through 04 or 05 right right up i mean i think right up until before i moved to new york i believe uh, and that happened in 2005 so um yeah there was like i was stoked about that <laughs> uh anyhow that was yeah that had to be told uh wrapping up the ljn ad uh, <laughs> the game lineup uh is pitched here via uh it hasn't been mentioned yet but like a really busy illustration um where they're they're basically trying to jam the themes of all five games into one picture uh so it's a dude in a batting helmet and a paintball shot covered shirt carrying a surfboard while getting bit by a shark on one arm and karate kicked in the head. So you have all five games worked into this one dumbass illustration for this stupid ass ad by this stupid ass company. Uh, and it's a nice visual representation of what it would be like to sit down and play all five of these games in succession, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this ad kind of sucks, and uh, <laughs> most of these games suck too. All right. Uh, so that was probably more attention than this ad and these games deserve, but LJN is such a. Notorious shit factory that I, I couldn't resist. Like, really right. pick part. Um, if you're not going to get them now, then when? Right, yeah. Well, like I said, they put out, dude, they're just... They, in their own uh, decrepit way, they are also prolific. Who the hell we were talking about being prolific earlier? Oh, that... Uh, the soundtrack guy on YouTube. The GE oh, Blair. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That we get all our fucking music cues from. Uh, is is also prolific. But I think he's more commendably prolific than LJN is. I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so moving on, we're on to uh, Pro's Corner, um, which is two pages of, uh, well, a bunch of stuff. But it's, it starts with two pages of Legend of Zelda tips for all nine of the Underworld bosses, man, and, mm -hmm. which is fun. And I, I actually, I, just, I would like to just read all of the boss names because they're such good words. Yeah. <laughs> Aquamentus, Dodongo. Which is maybe the funniest, funnest to say, Legend of Zelda monster name in my opinion, uh, and then Manhandler, Gleok, Dig Dogger, which is also kind of fun, That's a good and one. then yeah, and then Goma, and then there's even some tips here for Ganon, uh, um, light lightweight tips. They don't really, they're not as good as, as maybe the other tips, but um, they are at least giving you a little love on how to be Ganon, which is probably uh, at this point anyone who's been reading all of these and playing Zelda the whole time is probably Super appreciative. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if they haven't beaten Ganon at this point, like they could use all the fucking help they could get. Yeah, exactly. So they're yeah, that's probably exciting. Uh, there's also mention of the second quest here, which uh, it has like a teaser uh, of. They don't tell you specifically, but they give you a teaser of the 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 thing we mentioned before, which was naming your character Zelda, and it gives you the the shortcut to the second quest. Um, which is cool, you know. Again, that they're just not giving you the whole thing, which is. So much different than how it is in present day, where you can find everything at all times and you know everything whenever you want it. You know? Yeah. So here, the idea of teasing anything is is 
he has its own little nostalgia element, which is cool. Yeah, well, for sure. I th- I feel like these all these magazines kind of have that. Like, you don't just have like instant, you know, in depth game reviews from like you know thirty different fucking companies the moment a game comes out. Like, yeah, you kind of yeah. got to rely on shit like this that is a periodical that comes in the mail or something. So, yep, very a time. It was cool. Yep, 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 yep. Um, limited information in general in life back then. Uh, I remember like using those encyclopedias at Mad Mike's to find real information, <laughs> like for random, <laughs> right. ran, random things. Like, and like I also remember looking for information for th- for whatever the fuck it might be, not finding it in there, and just being like, "Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> Too fucking we're, bad. We're just not gonna know that that information." <laughs> Which we'll that's that not out later. possible. There's literally nothing that you can't find out now, right now. Yep. <laughs> it's it's fucking insane. It's very, yeah, it's, very, it's very different. different. Yep. Uh, so then they go, they have a new subsection of the pros corner here called tips and tricks, uh, which is what would later I think become kind of like the classified information deal, where it's just like very little, as opposed to these big sections about a, a whole game. It's just like little tiny individual things about, uh, or actually maybe counselor's corner is a better, uh, um. Um, sample of what will become in Nintendo Power. But anyways, yes, like uh, individual games, specific little things uh, to deal with with things in those. And they have Metroid, Kid Icarus, Rad Racer, Super Mario Brothers. Um, nothing worth really talking about in there, in my opinion. Um, they also, there's some ads here <clears throat> uh, peppered in for Taito and Acclaim uh, pairing Tiger Healy, which is an ultra-boring and slow-moving helicopter aerial shooter with no fucking title screen music. <laughs> and then Wizards and Warriors and Arkanoid. Uh, that the Wizards and Warriors ad is cool, dude. Yeah, it looks <laughs> the, the game looks fun. I just, have we played that? Oh yeah, dude. I think you yeah, had that. You definitely had the second one. I don't yeah, I don't think you had the first one. You had no, you, no exactly. I had the yeah. second one with the fucking uh, beefcake iron sword. Iron it's got, uh, yeah, it's got uh, Fabio. Is the, Fabio. Is the, he, I mean, it, it, I think I it's, not think of his name because <laughs> he's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I should know Fabio. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely had Iron Sword, and that game was pretty fun, although very hard. Yes, uh, and Wizards and Warriors is also very hard. I recall correctly. Um, so yeah, that's a good game, but. Um, I didn't write. I don't have anything to say for it right here. To be honest, with you. I didn't. I did not fire it up yet. Uh, the, there was though uh, something I did want to talk about in these ads in this little stretch here. There's a whole page SNK ad with Akari Warriors, Athena, and Alpha Mission, um, and uh, the one I really want to talk about is Akari Warriors. <laughs> uh, Ted had this. Uh, and it, it gets a lot this is another game that gets a lot of shit uh, but I'm not on board with it uh, we played it plenty I think it's a fun couch co-op game two player at the same time deal and like the, the one of the big gripes about it is that because this was an arcade port uh, and the arcade version had like this dual stick shit going on so you could so you could basically point your gun with one hand and also move with the other and you obviously can't do that on NES controller so you lose a lot of the control freedom that you would have had in the arcade going to NES on this and that's all what it usually gets shit for but like I don't think it's 
that debilitating. I think you can get the hang of it and like you learn to just if you need to fire left when you're you're trying to get right, like you you learn to just fire some bullets over there real quick and then get back to what you were doing. Like I don't think that's uh <clears throat> an impossible thing to get to wrap your head around. Um so yeah, yeah so I, biggest... no, go ahead, I, I I looked over this um I looked over all this shit today before we got started on this and I saw Akari Warriors and I was like, ah yeah, maybe I'll get that to play real quick. And it was familiar. So we played this game before? Yeah, dude. Ted had it. We played it a lot, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, it felt familiar. I think I might have also been thinking of uh, Heavy Barrel. Heavy Barrel is not terribly dissimilar. Uh, and someone... I Did you have that? Someone had that. We, I that had Heavy game. Barrel. That's a good okay, game. yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not, yeah, not a bad game. Uh, but, um, yeah, Akari Warriors, it, it felt familiar, and I played a little bit. And I could see how it'd be fun, but definitely, like, the ability to move and move your gun would be helpful because it was kind of tricky right uh yeah i mean dude you do die a lot in the game but i think you'd fucking die a lot if you were two shirtless assholes in a jungle going against a whole jungle full of well-equipped and organized soldiers yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that would probably happen yeah uh and there's, and there's actually there's there's like a, a a quick entry continue code thing you can do too where you pick up right where you left off when you died so continuing in the game as it was originally intended is not at all difficult and you don't lose any ground. Uh, so they understood maybe that that was an element to it. Um, I don't think I, that shouldn't be viewed as a detractor. I think right. um, I th- it had the tank too. I thought that was a really cool feature. Like that mechanic slash power up is really cool where you can go into the tanks and control the tanks. And you just have, you have to keep picking up the gas to uh, keep from blowing up, uh, destructing, you know, which was cool. Right. Yeah. I jumped in the tank today and uh, drove around and then they killed me somehow. And I, that's, that was the end of my Akari war. Yeah, you can still blow up. Then it's not fucking invincible, but you can right. no, run, I wasn't... run guys over then, which is pretty cool, you know? Right. Uh, so yeah, so uh, it's got hot music too. Obviously, that box art is so gloriously '80s action uh, flick yeah. that you know that that's worth mentioning and very commendable on their behalf. <laughs> yep, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's the '80s right there. Yep. So if you feel a need to shit on that game, fuck you, bro. That's my opinion of Akari. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other two here, uh, I had never played, didn't really know anything about them. Uh, fired them up real quick. Uh, Athena. Um, this actually might be the thing I wrote down here. It might be the first game we've seen with a female protagonist because it, it's it's a female protagonist in that. And uh, yes, we had Metroid <clears throat> already, but Metroid hides that until until you don't even necessarily get to see that. You have to beat the game. Right. The you may one, actually never know uh, to, to, to see that. So I don't think that counts. So I think that this might be the first female protagonist game, which is openly female. protagonist. Yes. Uh, very progressive of SNK. <laughs> and uh it's also not nearly as bad as I expected. It was actually kind of not a bad uh, um, little side-scrolling deal. And uh, Alpha Mission, uh, I didn't even know, or I didn't even need to pull it up just based on the art. <laughs> I could tell that it was going to be a shitty aerial shooter. Uh, I did pull it up, though, and it is. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, moving on. Uh, next up is the top five, uh, which is um, it's the it's our first 
iteration of this where they're trying to like rank the games you know uh, and they only bother to do five here and there's really nothing too surprising about it it's basically the usual suspects of this era which would be legend of zelda at one super mario brothers two metroid three kid icarus four and then kind of the oddball of the group is pro wrestling um but i guess there just weren't that many things to choose from and they probably weren't even going to begin i think maybe the most notable part about this is that there uh there's no glimmer of a third party title here <laughs> you know like right right we just went all these ads we've seen there's a million third party titles by now and like the fact the idea that pro wrestling is better than all of those is curious to me and yep. probably just means that no i'm sorry we're only picking games where 100 percent of the profits go directly to nintendo <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all like probably. that that's how pro wrestling fucking makes it in over <laughs> exactly. an actual good game Exactly. Well, I mean, like I said, pro wrestling is not well, bad. Not not to say that it's bad, but there are better games than yeah. pro wrestling. And, and as far as I'm concerned, there are better games than Kid Icarus, too. Yes, there are. Well, but, you know, there's got to be something there, man. Like we said, it's just it's here. It's on all the lists. There's got to be something there, dude. Yeah. To be something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I find it hard to believe that me and you are right. <laughs> and every and everyone else is wrong. Right. Um. So going on from there is kind of a lot of bullshit. Uh, there's a couple pages of Fun Club member stuff. Lame. Sure, I want to jump in on page 25 if you don't mind. Yeah. Page 25. Let me see where this is here. Oh yeah, it's the fucking. Uh, da, da, da. The stuff in the yeah, I have some stuff to say about this page too, actually. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Why can't I find this little thing? Oh, okay. So in the section that says two-year-old scores. 47,550 points. It, it oh, well, this makes... is 20, yeah, 24. 24. In the magazine, maybe 25 oh, in the shit. CR reader. But right, 24. right. Page 24 of the magazine. 24 Whatever. of the magazine, I'm sorry. Sco the scores of fun section, second but, page in this little stint. Yeah. Correct. On the right-hand side of the screen, it <clears> talks <throat> about this uh, kid, Nash Day of Albuquerque, New Mexico, who is waffle stomping um, Koopa Troopas. Do you know what waffle stomping is? I did not know. Okay. You Google it's, Waffle? No, I didn't need to Google it. I I happened to know. Really? As soon as I saw it, I was you like, "Have this as existing knowledge, Jeff." Correct. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck did they use that for?" Waffle stomping is when you take a shit in the shower and then <laughs> stomp it down the drain. What the fuck? Right. There there have to be there have to be other uh, possible definitions. Of I that. mean, I didn't look too deeply into the definitions, but that's I mean, I know that that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Uh, I bet there's another, uh, another Earlier. way and, uh, that, yes. Uh, I that's, was, that's what I was thinking. I've never, yeah, I've as never... soon as I saw that, I was like, that's fucking a crazy thing to say, but it must have meant something different. <laughs> Especially for that particular tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> or just like in fucking Ring King, when the, you know, the video game designers, you know, the animators, like, I'm putting somebody getting a blowjob in this game and fuck just you have, for it. Just having some fun. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who wrote up scores of fun might've been like, you know what? I'm putting the fucking term walk stop in there. Super boring fucking article. Interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> and maybe in fucking 20 something years, somebody will do a podcast about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe more than 20, dude. Sadly. Uh, yeah, that's fucking, yeah, that's interesting. They, uh, they did actually, I, yeah, I had something for this, this page too. Uh, they mentioned, they're talking about the legend of Zelda uh, people who have beaten Legend of Zelda is kind of part of this the high scores thing, uh, and it says that eleven 
1,140 humans had sent in proof of having beat the second Legend of Zelda quest. Mm-hmm. So that's people that sent in confirmed pictures of it, uh, which is um, – or sorry, no. Uh, 1,140 people had sent in saying they beat it, but only X number had sent in pictures of it, and they actually list individually those maybe, I don't know, 12, 10, or something like that people that had sent in a picture along with it. So, right. Now, it's why would you bother to send them something if you weren't going to send them a picture? Or if it was, right. why they don't give a fuck? Yeah, it's just interesting. Again, right. behavior, I guess, behavior of kids, which isn't that surprising or interesting, maybe, but um, what have you. It is a very specific number that's interesting. Uh, so that's all I really had for that one. That getting over to the stuff and things page, yeah, you, first of all, you have another one of those discontinued stamps on the player's guide up top there, <laughs> uh, which motherfuckers, and they also have it on the t shirts there. Uh, yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, yeah. but they also, uh, who the fuck ordered those Nintendo binoculars? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, there's I no, I see those, yeah, I went hunting for them on eBay, praying I would find them, but there was <laughs> uh, no sign of them anywhere, uh, which Ouch. made me made me sad inside um and then over to the mailbag uh is fucking the last mailbag letter actually uh answer hints at them upping the publishing frequency soon uh which is aka nintendo power um uh, for all intents and purposes you know uh, i thought that interesting yeah that they were in that, that change in publication uh behavior uh, so they knew what they were doing, basically. They knew that this was a short-lived deal, and they were about to overhaul it, which is cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at the bottom here. It talks about there's this little section, Fun Club Kit, which is kind of them trying to, I don't know, uh, suggest or encourage physical Fun Club chapters you know like actual physical clubs where we get together every week and hang out and talk about yeah. fucking uh and they basically they said they'll send you uh the this fun club kit which is it's actually what's pictured on the previous page on the stuff and things the second picture from bottom in the right hand column is right, like a little binder yep, a binder with some little documents and stuff uh, i found a cool a really cool article with pictures um, well, actually, I was hunting for that, and I found a really cool article with pictures of the actual mailing packet that the very first Nintendo Fun Club issue came in. So there's, like, the letter and that came with it and the envelope and, like, the other little pack-in things that came with that, and I'll drop that into the show notes. But I just wanted to mention that here. It's super interesting, and, like, hmm. it's in really good condition. You can read the letter. It's, it's cool. Uh, but, yeah, I was trying to find the binder. And that's what got me to that. But I did find the binder <clears throat> in a expired listing on eBay <clears throat> from 2013. I'll put this in the show notes too, the link to the the, the eBay listing. But it was fifteen hundred dollars, dude. Holy fuck, man! For that binder, yeah. And uh, and I can't no one re- bought it. Uh, I I'm, I couldn't really discern actually whether it was a successful listing or whether it had expired and not sold. I wasn't sure. I don't know if that was like the right. starting price it didn't sell. I couldn't really tell. Like I said, it's an old listing, so there's really no effort by eBay to, <laughs> to uh, yeah to build out the the to page archive that right. Uh, but it was certainly interesting to see it, uh, and uh, it was a better picture than you can see there too. So you can actually kind of see what it looked like a little better. But right. 
Uh, the next page, you have some shit about Howie's media tour. Media tour, rather. He's such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote down they're really trying to push this corny dude as the face. Like, I told you, dude. I told you. They just shamelessly. I, I know. Like, I'm reading the fucking things along with you. But, like, it just every time I see him, I'm like, God. Damn, this guy probably manages a grocery store now. <laughs> no, what do you mean, dude? He ended up later on. He left Nintendo, and it was like a huge deal uh, to go. Where the hell did he go? He got like poached by some other company. Oh, okay. Uh, and I can't recall offhand what it was. Shit. Ah, I know that, but I can't think about him. Yeah. yeah, he got he ended up he ended up leaving. It was like it was it was an amicable parting, I believe. Like I think there was like a letter because he was in that comic. With Nestor later on in Nintendo Power, and he would, uh, uh, it was like a thing that he had to leave the comic strip because he was no longer with Nintendo. So, like, there was like a letter from him thanking, and like, Nintendo had some thing saying that, you know, our president. Appreciative. Yeah, exactly. Da, 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 and then he had to leave the comic and all that. So, it was like an amicable breakup, but he did. It was like a deal that he left later on. He's definitely doing just fine. Um, anyhow. Uh, the last thing in this little stint of bullshit is the members tips, member tips deal, uh, which is fucking super, again, useless stuff. But, uh, there is at the end of this, dude, a video rap. Yeah, I saw that. And I was wondering, Jab, do you want to rap that rap for us? <laughs> that shouldn't be a problem. As yeah. you know, I have a, uh, I, I had a uh, short-lived uh, rap career. As right. You, so I would love to remember. hear this. I was hoping that maybe you would, you would ob- uh, oblige by all means. All right. Let me let me give it a shot here. All right. My name is Dave. I got a story to tell about a lad named Link. You know so well. He's got a very fine sword and he wears a lot of green. Watch out, Ganon. He's very mean. From Wizrobes to Zol and Gel, these old men will have stories to tell. And so I'm saying and I'm proud to tell, the legend of Zelda is very swell. That was pretty hot, Jeb. Yeah, it's not bad. Good. That was good. I had to work with it a little bit. There's some flow things that he could have done better, but yeah, yeah. I got to figure this. Probably 14 or something. <laughs> Who was it? David Jack Jack Wincow? Jack Winco? Yeah. And Marietta, Georgia. If anybody can get a hold of him, uh... <laughs> we'd like to talk about some edits to his rap. I want to talk to him. <laughs> uh, well, that was good. I, that was I'm, I. I thought maybe you'd tell me to go fuck myself there. I just thought it would be funny to, to even suggest that you would do it. I had no ex- expectation of getting it out of you. That's super. That was that was high production value, Jeff. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, down yeah, the rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, considering getting back in the game, actually. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, there's there's your first butt of inspiration. I'm glad right. we I'm glad we could all experience it here on the. Well, actually, we, we can link to uh, we can link to me and AC's uh, rap group in the show notes. Oh, fuck yes. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Shameless self-promotion e- e- there. Email me the link. Write down the email with the link, and I 100% yeah, yeah. let the show notes. Uh, move up. Flip over to the next page. Uh, we have a – I thought this is – this is cool. Uh, it's, it's a new product feature. It's like their new product section, and it's featuring a hands-free controller that is designed or was designed to allow quadriplegics to play Nintendo. Um, using what was called a puff and sip mechanic, and it, it basically the puff and sip mechanic uh, replaced the A and B button depression mechanic, uh, and then it had like this chin deal uh, for the D pad, like a little stick that you could man- uh, manipulate with your chin. 
And it's uh, goes without saying it's an admirable idea uh, and certainly a way to allow a kid who might be disadvantaged, like living a disadvantaged quality of life, uh, gives them a chance to actually have some fucking fun. Um, but in practice, I think this had to be just hard as fucking hell to control a video game with. Uh, you know, I don't give a shit how much practice or time you might have with it. Uh, it just looking at it, like, I just don't see how you could possibly control maybe like a slower RPG game or something. Um, but right. any action based game, I think it would have been fucking hard. Yeah. Um, that, that probably would have made him gravitate towards games like that. Right. But, um, yeah. It's a really like really, uh, really, really great effort to, to do something like this. And then like these things have gotten a lot better now. Like, uh, you know, a lot of disabled people are able to enjoy, like, the games that everyone else does because, you know, these, you know, Nintendo started this work, so right. good on them. Which is cool, yeah. I found some, I did did a little digging around, and I found some pictures uh, of this and kind of, uh, one was an ad and one was um, just basically more stuff on this, a couple links, and, I, and I'll, I'll punch that into the show notes here. Um, there is, uh, at the bottom of this, another fucking discontinued thing about winning the NES fucking advantage. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you bastards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just Nintendo savages, man. Um, there's I wonder also- if that's, like, a thing, like, the, the, the magazine copy that they scanned came from, like, an archive or something, you know? Like, and they just had to, like, put that... You think? I guess. I mean, it keeps happening, you know? Like, what are the chances that all these things are discontinued? I suppose that, that is... You're maybe right, Jeb. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe Nintendo's not so bad. You've, you've opened my eyes. Nintendo's a pretty good company. <laughs> yeah. Um, less so today, I think. But eh. Uh, eh. Anyways, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Yeah, but, uh, there's oh, also yeah. uh, some other ads. Uh, Tecmo, FCI shit we've already seen that get us to... to uh, the um, the back cover here, but there, the, of the ones that there was one I did want to mention. Uh, there's one here from Broderbund uh, for their Load Runner port um, that we have not seen. And have you do you, have you ever heard of this game? Do you know anything about it? Wait, which uh, page are we on here? Load Runner. It's at the bottom of 28. The in, in oh right right in right magazine. Right. 28. Yeah, I got you. No, I knew uh, nothing about this game. Okay, so this, I've heard about it a lot of times, many, many times, actually, and I know it was ported, like, all over the place. It was, like, I believe Broderbund, it probably was a some sort of fucking computer game of some kind, did really well, and it was ported everywhere. Uh, and it has, like, I also know, the thing I've heard most about it is there's this level design um, thing to it, where you can design your own Loadrunner levels, and that, like, there's still, like, a, a, to my understanding, a rabid community to this day it's like doom mods where it's just it's never died right (laughs) people are still doing it rampantly today um so that certainly suggests it's got something going on worth talking about uh but i never played it i didn't know anything about it uh i kind of had it well i didn't know anything about the gameplay uh other than just those vague things that i'd read about it here and there Mm -hmm. Uh, i know it was like some kind of puzzle type deal um and it was hard like i fired it up and it was hard to get the hang of the rule set construct uh, so yeah, I, I think I need, basically like I think I need to maybe be more evasive and less confrontational with the enemies. Like I was trying to like deal with them one by one, and I think I was watching a playthrough after the fact to try to get a better handle on it. And it looked like the idea is to get away from them more so than actually confront them. I see. Um, so I didn't really understand that. So I had a hard time going with it, but it was very Solomon's key. 
okay. ish, you know, uh, and also has really hot music in that first stage too. So there's cool game music in this. Uh, and I think I dropped this onto my list too. So that's, it's getting my King Lorik's blessing, at least, uh, a cursory, um, look at that or, nice. or, or, or touch of that. Uh, cause I definitely want to try it more and, and get, uh, see if, uh, those surfix, the, the surface opinion that I got out of it, uh, it, it holds up. Right. Uh, as I get into it, but you know, like I said, I, I've heard about it so much, and I certainly would like to try the level design thing. That's probably super cool. Once you understand the mechanics better and like know what would be good and what would be bad, uh, design your own levels would probably be cool, and that's probably why people are still doing it. On to issue five of Nintendo Fun Club News, and that was the Lunar Pool game theme taking us in here, uh, that music cue. And RC Pro-Am is on the cover of this one, and we're back to illustration work uh, from that (laughs) uh, Tyson-inspired live-action segue that we had the last issue. Um, It's not as cool as Legend of Zelda artwork in issue three, but it's cool. Yeah, it's it looks like cars racing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they certainly look like I think, given our previous remarks, they look like radio-controlled cars too. To right. their credit. Um, so the thing, well, the thing I really clocked with this, there is no more vague seasonal designation for the issues. We have hard months here. This is oh, February. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, February, March, eighty-eight. Which also means, if you do the the math on seasons, <laughs> that this is now printing every two months instead of three ish uh, that we had before, um, which is notable. Like we said uh, in the mailbag, there, um, I guess they could have been alluding to that when they were talking about the frequency changing. Uh, so they definitely knew they were doing this for issue three or for issue five rather. Uh, but you, you would think it also maybe they had some idea of the Nintendo Power thing happening too. You know? Yeah, I'm sure it was both of them. Right. And we got a couple bullet points here, a few, or three bullet points again, uh, teasing the RC there at the top, uh, the release of Ice Hockey, and then more on Punch-Out with uh, winning tips for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. So that's the cover, and then we flip over to the inside cover, and it is a full-page Capcom ad for Section Z and Trojan. Um, and I, dude, I love this rebate mail-in form (laughs) i guess i didn't look at it yeah it's get a dollar back so here's here's the here's the deal this is a like a one for four two for ten deal it's like yeah get get a dollar back if you drop 60 on either title or get 250 back if you drop 120 on both titles you just gotta send in your upc symbols off the box you know wow uh, just in general, like there was, there's something we we mentioned that for the last issue. I think those wasn't the posters for for um, Konami, but it was something else. We had to send in a UPC symbol, and that was that's also like another snapshot of a certain time in history. You know, cutting cutting one cutting a UPC UPC symbol off a toys box and then mailing it somewhere for whatever reason. You know, I remember doing it a lot for like GI. Well, I don't think I ever did it for GI Joes, uh, but I remember I got a Clark Kent action figure in the Superpowers line by mailing in uh, however many UPC symbols. Uh, and I remember it coming in this box in the mail and being so fired up about it. So that was something you could do with a lot back in the day. Yes, uh, I remember that existing but i didn't do it myself so i i couldn't remember what you did to make that happen you know right well you need a parental ha- help and like i remember my i remember my grandmother is actually who physically did the mail-in oh, okay. uh for um 
uh, that Clark Kent specifically, but I, I remember getting the Mumra for Thundercats that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 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 there was the you could buy the Mumra in the store that was like the big bad one where he, like he was like post uh, not the mummy, but to get the mummy like wrapped up really decrepit looking Mumra, you had it was a mail in. So I remember a lot of that shit, and all those were my mm-hmm. grandmother, uh, who was infinitely more responsible and attentive to me as a small child than any any my actual parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why that happened there, and probably why it didn't happen for us later on. Um, so yeah the the actual games here section z uh this it's an aerial shooter uh as the box suggested to me so i expected to say fuck this game but uh i started i played it and it kicked off with a pretty cool opening cinematic some really good fucking music and then getting into the gameplay it was like an actually good pacing uh, that was not ruined by the customary shooter one hit death bullshit, uh-huh. um, and and it you know kind of maybe maybe doesn't suck as a result of of that. Um, normally, like I said, I'm kind of like against that from the start, but even having that predisposition towards it, I was I was kind of a little bit uh, entertained by playing that. Did it uh, make it onto your list of games to play? No, 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 no. Right, right. Not not that good, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Trojan, and this also unexpectedly maybe kind of sort of interesting uh it's a side-scrolling action platforming deal uh but your the, the the catch with it is you're a sword and shield wielding dude in what reads a like a modern post-apocalyptic urban environment so mm. kind of mad maxi you know right um i played all the way through the first stage and i think i might have enjoyed myself doing it um mm. Which again, I did not expect. Uh, it looks kind of—it's got like a you know the, the box kind of has a sci-fi deal going on, which again is not my you know usually doesn't pique my interest. Uh, there's also there's there's a game mode too. There's like a, a two-player arena battle versus deal uh, that is a gameplay option from the title screen that has some cool music. And I didn't have a second person here to play with, but maybe it's fun. I don't know. I don't know if huh. the I couldn't really because the other player was just standing there, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to gauge. Yeah, I don't know if like hitting each other really worked out or, or not. Uh, but um, right. it certainly had good music, which is cool. Nice. Uh, Capcom uh, got that one right, huh? Yeah. So yeah, Capcom fucking, despite the box covers not impressing, maybe, um, maybe, maybe I would have, maybe I would have got my two fifty uh, if I'd have known more uh, from the mail in because I'd have gotten those. Um, flipping over, we got Prez says shit. Howard Phillips, blah blah blah. blah table of contents. Uh, and then we get right into the RC Pro-Am feature, and um, the first thing I would have to say about this dude is I can't believe they kicked this piece off with an RC Cola reference. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even see that. Oh, it's bad. I used to buy 12 packs of that when I bagged groceries at Missile Super Value. Mm-hmm. I was 14, I had that my first job. Uh, I used to buy 12 packs of that and hide them in my TV console in my room and drink them warm. Oh what What a little fucking weirdo. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, what a little hoarding weirdo that I wouldn't put it in the fridge and, like, share it with the group. Right, uh, which nobody would want anyway. As if the fridge wasn't already loaded with Pepsi. Right. Yeah, there's plenty of Pepsi to go around. <laughs> yeah, that no one would have fucking probably t- even glanced at my shitty RC Cola. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it, dude. I'm fucking weird. Oh. Super weird. But, like, a very distinct memory. I remember putting it in there and, like, it being a big deal to me that I kept it to myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I guess I could see the feel of it to a certain degree. But... Yeah, in, in it, a child's mind, you know. Right. Part of it, yeah. Like part of it was just that I had the money to buy it, and it was mine. Yeah, you could stock your own. Like, yep. I yep. can do this too, Mad Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Mad Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, the 
we, we touched on it back in issue three, uh, but I, I wasn't really into this game as a kid. I didn't, I didn't really have any exposure to the NES version at all, actually, um, other than maybe wherever I cursorily, cursorily would have played it. Uh, uh, but I feel like a lot of, you know, I feel like every kid or a lot of kids had it, and, and it was, it, it's uh, odd to me that I didn't really have enough exposure to get into it because once I did play it down the line, it's a fucking fantastic game, man. Yeah, I remember playing it um, during this time that you would have been theory been playing it, and I, I enjoyed the hell I out of this. Had on your Game Boy, dude. I think that that's, is oh, very. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I didn't look into it, but I was wondering about that. Yeah, I remember. I'm, I think it, I'm pretty sure at least one of us, and I don't. Again, like I like I can vividly remember my stupid ass little black cushioned. Game Boy case and each each little compartment where I kept each game. So I knew, like I, I remember my my collection of Game Boy games very well, uh, and I don't think I had it. So you must have. Um, and I remember, yeah, I, I like I I remember being like, it's like a really good representation of the exact NES version. Like some of those, a lot of those Game Boy versions of games that were released on the NES, pretty fucking had, different. Yeah, they do. They're degraded in some way, shape, or form. The gameplay, the graphics, whatever. Uh, or they just like totally redid them in a shittier way, like Ninja Turtles, for example, like that, mm. you know, um, totally different game that followed the Foot Clan or whatever that I think you also had uh, Game Boy version. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. And that was just like a, like a super straightforward, like side scrolling action platformer deal, mm. uh, which obviously the uh, Nintendo version, the original NES version was very different than that. It had side scrolling platforming, but also the overworld map and just a better depth of story, you know. Mm. Um, anyhow, yeah, so, uh, firing this up, man, uh, it's, it's like a really fucking fun game, <laughs> like really fun. Uh, the pacing's great. Like there's, there, you know, it's like short races, only a few laps and like, it's incredibly stressful in the best possible way. <laughs> you know, I don't like quite remember exactly that, but yeah, I remember it being fucking a very good racing game. I enjoyed this game. Yeah, man. If like if you don't if you shit the bed and don't it's because you know there's only four racers, four cars. If you shit the bed and don't place like first, second, or third, it's game over. And like you know that at all times. So like if yeah. you fuck up, get lost behind the the pack, like you're you're done. I mean, you can continue, but um, you know it's it it is very there there is a cost to your actions for sure. Right. Um, and that's that's good because it, it creates fucking you know some drive, um, so some drive. Stuff. Uh, yeah and like yeah and it's so good like even when you do get fucked and you like wreck whatever things go bad and like you just kind of chuckle <laughs> like I, I would just yeah. laugh like when things <laughs> go wrong like you know some games clearly go some goblins i get pissed off at games <laughs> right. and like when when things go wrong in this like it's such a fun game that i just like ah shit <laughs> yeah, you're willing to forgive it right yep it's also uh, like a, if you like you said they're short races so it's not like yep you had a super commitment to it, you know? Right. Yeah. If it goes bad, we can just reboot this. Run it back. Go. Right. Yeah. There's a lot, lot of stuff I could, I would go in much longer. Actually. Uh, it's got a ton of fucking like little nuanced things, the little pickups and stuff, uh, but a really fun game and 100% going onto my list for, uh, without a doubt. So that's good. And then on the, the second page of this dude, there's an ad, uh, for a game cart storage caddy that I'd never seen before. And it's like a company I've never heard before. And it's odd. It's the only time in any of these I've seen this kind of thing, like a third party storage thing as an ad, you know, right. uh, which to me is funny. I don't know. Um, yeah, I never heard of it, but any anal retentive 
like or rather eight or ten of me loves tidy storage of any kind <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like i kind of wish i had this even now definitely back then uh like even you you had the that uh black that leather black, that black leather case that we talked about that was kind of like their staple uh early holder but that was proprietary yeah that um, was fucking awesome i didn't have any like nintendo storage thing i remember a million different because again i am like you didn't have I, anything no, dude, no, no formal storage thing at all for NES games. Because like, I was I, looking at this and I was like, uh, "That's fucking bullshit." I would not buy that for six dollars. Then I did the the uh, inflation math, and it turns out that was like twelve dollars and seventy seven cents in today's money. And I was like, I wouldn't pay twelve dollars and seventy seven cents for that. <laughs> that makes me so happy that you're fucking just uh, casually computing uh, inflation from eight, from the time of these magazines now. That's great. Right. Well, I saw the six dollar price tag and I was like, yeah, sure, I'd do it. And then I was like, wait, how much is that today? And then it was twelve seventy seven. I was like, no, nah, I, I love that. I love the idea of perhaps it's so unlikely and not even unlikely. There's no chance in hell. But I love the idea of listeners to this podcast beginning to do that just on a, re- a regular basis. Right. <laughs> yeah. Computing today's dollars on the, the, the prices in these magazines would be fucking just on their own when we don't even bring it up would be hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> Any Anyhow. Um, yeah, dude, I would have lied. I remember so many different like things that I just different because I, you know, I, I used to do, I would fucking organize my CDs and different fucking like you know my tower thing organize them in different ways alphabetically whatever right. fuck by category like i'm just an inner of motherfucker and i love organization so uh having some sort of formal way of fucking storing my nes games would have been great but i did not have one huh. anyhow the Never second waste the like a gift giving occasion on that one Ouch. again yeah maybe i didn't i wasn't in touch with my feelings yet and i didn't think to ask for it You're um uh, the second feature is ice hockey, though, and this is another one my uncle had, uh, and I have nothing but fond memories of it, man. Yep. It was a blast. Yeah, every time I played this game, I enjoyed the hell out of it, um, even in, up until like a few years ago. Uh, I think Andy Swanson came over when I was living at that old uh, apartment complex, and we fired up the emulator, and we played this game one night. So, yeah, good game, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I was actually thinking all hockey games – are great, man. I loathe hockey as a spectator sport. Uh, I just can't get into it no matter how hard yeah, it's I funny, try. yeah. We've always liked the hockey games. Yeah, dude, we put NHL hockey on Genesis. We played the fuck out of that. I bought it again. I, I, yeah, I bought it. So I got that Genesis a couple years ago, and I, I bought it for that. So I have NHL hockey a second time, the EA version, the original one. Um, and then also, dude, do you remember playing the fuck out of NHL Breakaway 98? Yes. And in 64 yes yep. we played so much co-op yeah, very good at that yeah yeah whole seasons i feel like we would play yeah uh, me and my buddy steve would play that i think that same game but for ps1 okay we played that in like 2005 when we were living together at his parents house yeah it was also good. It had, a fucking great game yeah dude it had the which i think was like a new idea at the time like fox started i believe where you like the puck had the little digital trails on the broadcasts yeah. of the game and i think they tried to emulate that with like there was a lot of like little looked like lasers flying all over the fucking thing so you could follow the puck better um right, right. one time one time <laughs> <laughs> one timers or whatever they're called there was uh, also uh what blades of steel yeah blades of steel was a fun nes game yeah dude like a lot and of there's it. one more can you think of it um it's a great game mutant league hockey correct yeah, I never, that one, I feel like maybe we rented it once, but I don't have like a fond memory of it, really. I rented it a lot in Vermilion when I would go there on the weekends on my own. 
And okay. uh, it, it is for my money, it's better than uh, Mutant League football. Really? No yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it would, probably would be hard to sell me on that just because of my affinity for football, especially back. So then. Check it out. It's it's pretty. If if I'm being, I, I definitely, I, I definitely, good. I have the ROM. I've definitely played it. It's not that I've never played it. It's just I don't think it's as good as football. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it's odd because yeah, I mean the certainly now in particular. Well, I already mentioned I'll play NHL hockey. I mean, they're just reskins of the the EA hot sports games, sports titles. So the NHL EA game on Genesis is still playable and fun, whereas old Maddens are not. Uh, the the Maddens on Genesis are not even fucking remotely playable uh, anymore. So you would think, especially emulating now, that the hockey would be more fun to me. Maybe I'll have to retry it again. I don't know. But yeah. the, the memory is certainly not as fond as, as the football. Uh, anyways, back to ice hockey for NES. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you get you get to pick your player sizes in this, which is cool. So you have like you know you the, the first thing after you uh, you fire you you you, you click start on the, the title screen is you pick your team. I think you might maybe you pick your no you you pick the players first and then the the the, the nationality. But yeah, you have like the four options, and you can do either like the 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 big boy, the medium guy, or the little beanpole dude who's really fast. You know. And what is your go-to team uh, team assortment as far I, as? I usually went with, it was pretty basic and balanced. It was uh, two medium, one skinny, one big. Ah, oh, dude. I, re- I think I, 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 think I, I, I did not come up with this on my own. I, def- I remember reading it somewhere as like the hot tip. But three big boys and a beanpole. Oh, uh, no way. Is, yeah, is the way to go. Because the big boys just knock the shit. They had the, fat, they had the best shot and they knock anyone else over uh in one little bump and then mm-hmm. you have your one fast guy to buzz around if need be um but yeah dude that's i'm three big boys in a beanpole is my, is my go-to yeah, it which, shows what i know yeah <laughs> uh you know dude i mean obviously play the way you play you know i'm just right right if that's your if that's your that's the way you do it that's the way you do it uh so this is the, like i say you yeah you, it's it's national team so there's six options uh and this one uh relative to volleyball from a uh, few issues back, uh, there's no obscure national teams. It's all uh, what I would assume, anyways. Again, I'm not a hockey enthusiast, but it seems like what would be logical hockey powerhouses. Uh, Soviet Union, which exclamation here! I forgot that was even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe uh, I'm thinking about that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Canada, Czechoslovakia, Poland, Sweden, and then Rock Flag Eagle, uh, USA. So. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that there's no bullshit teams. It's just like you know a bunch of Eastern Bloc teams who you would assume. I, I never looked into the volleyball thing to, to see if like whatever that Azerbaijan or something if they were or Tanzania, I believe it was or Tan. Yeah, whatever it was. I, I never looked into see if they were like a volleyball powerhouse. I should probably do that. Yeah. Um. So a copy thing I noticed in this article, they call the Husky dudes Fatso, which yeah. is. Rather insensitive, I think, and okay. and I'm and I'm wondering where Howie's at on the editorial ethics front in this instance. Ooh. He you know, apparently was like out on some fucking Nintendo cruise ship or something, asleep at the wheel, or maybe on some sort of, uh, yeah, on, on some sort of uh, checked out on some binge of some kind on one of his little tours or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he was definitely asleep at the wheel there because that's that to me is very insensitive. Right, uh, I would not fly today. No, there's no question about that. Um, so playing the game, the implementation of controlling the goalie, uh, was, I think the play thing that really stood out to me as the most impressive because you, like you control the goalie, 
Uh, especially, and this is all within the limited NES control set too, you know, and fucking very few small number of buttons. <laughs> uh, and you could control the goalie and still have, and you know, it's, you're just up and down with him. You can move back and forth a little bit, I think, left to right, a, a tiny bit. But basically, you were locked into the net there. And you can slide up and down uh, to protect it. But you could also, while doing that, still kind of control the other people. And like I came, it's almost like hard to grasp how you do it. But I just know how to do it when I'm playing the game. Uh, and to me, that's like you, they could have easily not done that. They could have easily just when you switch to the goalie, when the puck's near there, you're controlling the goalie. You don't have any control of the other guys and no one would have ever complained or said a thing about it. Like that would have been totally logical, you know, but they found right. a way and built in a way to still be able to do both at the same time. And that was, I think, really commendable uh, yeah. for, for a sports game at the time, you know. Yeah, I actually don't remember quite how the controls work when it gets back that far. But see, that's um, what I mean. Dude. It's not even like I can't. Like I said, I can't explain exactly. Yeah, I wonder if how I could just do it. You the guys. Know? Yeah, you. I one hundred percent. You can. If you if you've played this game enough, it it is just yeah, it's second nature. Uh, and that's really cool. You know. Um, yeah, it's scoring's kind of for me. Anyways, it's all about goalie deflection rebounds and like second chance scoring like scoring on a breakaway or something like I, i'm not that good at that uh but all most of my scoring scoring was all like get a rebound put that fucker back in real quick right, right. uh i played a full us ussr game of course and i trounced trounced those commie bastards five to three and <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in, in my revisit of this oh congratulations yeah it's 1980 it, all over again yeah um uh, so we get some ads here another renegade ad uh then we get our first tension ad uh and this was worth talking about to me it's a, a full page split between gauntlet and rbi baseball um do those games mean anything to you uh, yeah. definitely gauntlet um i did we have maybe gauntlet 2 i don't believe we had either to my knowledge mm-hmm. gauntlet i remember Gauntlet 2, I think, was featured in the four-player extra issue uh, of Nintendo Powder later on. So I, I believe we probably would have played it or rented it because of that, you know, because those mm-hmm. games were all um, in our... I had the issue, those issues, and they were definitely in our fucking... in our view, you know. Right. Or maybe so Ted had it or something, we borrowed it. But I, I definitely remember playing Gauntlet, uh, or Gauntlet 2, maybe, but, yeah. Right, yeah. So, the, yeah, the first one for me, uh, very... I, I, I'm pretty sure I rented it at some point, but it was very significant to me because uh, it was – well, first of all, actually, one thing I want to say about this before we even start. A Tengen, a Tengen ad in Nintendo magazine is super interesting and important and significant because Tengen, which is an Atari shell corporation basically, uh, would eventually go rogue and sell their carts unlicensed by Nintendo. And that pissed Nintendo off to no end. Uh, right. I remember hearing about this. Right, and that's how we got those goofy black cartridges that their games are best known for, you know. Right. Um, that was basically a reverse-engineered deal where they, they figured out a way to uh, break through the lockout chip that Nintendo uh, put in their cartridges that, like, had, you know, when you, put a, when you put a cart in the Nintendo, if it didn't have that chip that was, like, um, uh, patented shit... Uh, patented technology, uh, the Nintendo wouldn't play the game, so people right. couldn't couldn't do unlicensed things, uh, and for them to have quality control, but also to have monetary control over over their library or the, yeah. the library that was available to the for their system. Uh, so yeah, Atari would basically eventually tell them to go fuck themselves, but they released these first few games on those normal gray cartridges and shit, you know, uh, which is super interesting that there's only a small number of those, and then they would eventually move over to all those black cartridges when they told Nintendo to go fuck themselves, right? Uh, 
so that was cool, man. I, I, I'll put in the show notes the you know the full story of that whole the lawsuits and, and shit that came out of that. Um, and they actually won their the the, the court proceedings of it too. Tension uh, too. Yeah, so that's cool too. Oh, that wow. Nintendo wasn't able to big power, but you know, I guess Atari. It's not like fucking. It was like the little engine that could or anything. Atari. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, even after the crash, they were in a debilitated state, but they they still were a big corporation. So they're still no. Atari. Right. Anyhow, so yeah, getting on to Gauntlet. Uh, Gauntlet was significant because uh, Campus Video had had this arcade cabinet, dude, for a while. I, that, I, I was going to ask if maybe we played it on the arcade. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember. Maybe you know, I just remember being there. I don't, I don't remember even, even if I ever played it. Uh, I would that think probably been where, yeah, where we I, I doubt, I doubt Mad Mike would let us just run around Campus Video for a sustained period of time and play games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but my mom would have. She, maybe she was softer. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So there's a there's a great like, there's a lot of copy in these ads, and there's a great passage in the gauntlet part. Uh, that it's, it's the exact words are special potions that impart such skills as fighting power, magic power, or speed. Uh, and each one of those in, is in quotations, like they're not the most basic of game metrics. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's like significant uh, new concepts in gaming or something. Right. Uh, which again, I don't know, just another example of like a detachment from like a seasoned gamer and the people who write these things. Uh, so yeah, so as far as what the, the gameplay was, it was, first of all, hard as shit. It's like this, it's like a very button jammy roguelike deal that lacked the treasure and character building qualities that years later Diablo would really succeed at, I think, in the first for the first time, um, that gaming style. Uh, but yeah, like you, you, you know, you're going through these, uh, these, these dungeons, there's fucking monsters everywhere, and like you're, your counter is always going down. Like that's your, your, the thing I hate yeah, about your it. Life meter is always going down, anyways. Even when you're not being hit, uh, which is like an arcade quarter pumping in the machine mechanic, uh, gameplay yep. mechanic um, that you know also carried over to Nintendo too. Which I mean, I guess they aren't going to. That's like a major change. Like, what's the challenge in the game if you don't have that? But I don't know. Yeah, like that. That is just not that appealing to me. And it was, yeah, it was just kind of hard and clunky. It just wasn't that great in my opinion uh, the opening song is great though hence it being in our opening music sequence <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so you, you you probably did not fire this up but there is digitized voice clips in this game and i have no fucking idea whatsoever when i fired it up no idea whatsoever what they're saying <laughs> like huh. this is like it's like the worst digitized voice i've ever thing i've ever heard i think uh, i played this like as early, as recently as like 2017 <clears throat> for whatever reason and, uh, yeah, the voices, I remember those two, but I can't quite remember <laughs> trying to make anything out of it. Super jumbled, just garbled fucking, I don't even know what to call it. Not, I Were they there it. in the arcade version? Like, maybe it just worked better in the arcade version? Probably. I'm sure that, yeah, they probably were. I, I feel right. like maybe even I have a vague rec- recall of that. Um, and they probably were. I'm sure they were better. It's obviously better hardware, um, especially right. sound-wise in the arcades. So it's possible. There's a map. I don't really understand it, but there is a map. Um, as I mentioned, I like that. Uh, it was tough to stick with in, in like the short one-player sesh I tried. Uh, maybe because it is a co-op game. Maybe as a co-op game, it would be more fun. But right. um, RBI Baseball, this one had the Players Association license, license, but not Major League Baseballs. So, oh, man. This case, you get the player names, but no team names. Right. Uh, and in this case, there was also a small number of teams. There were only eight teams, and they didn't have Cleveland cunts. Uh, and and I would have loved to play with the actual digitized versions of Corey Snyder, Mel Hall, and Tom Candiotti, which were my <laughs> my Cleveland Indians from the late '80s that I would have been really into at this time. Uh, 
Yeah, and it's but also it, ruined it for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I can't imagine that one of the that, that that was long or not long before, but it was right before they got good again. So they were on like a forty-year losing run. <laughs> so it's not exactly surprising that they were excluded. Right, uh, eight team uh selection of uh, or eight team count uh they weren't exactly wouldn't have been in the priority at the top of it within the top eight uh most in demand teams no question not even close yeah and this also had one of those watch the cpu play modes i noticed on the title screen firing it up which who the fuck man who's watching that shit uh and the game like it's the, the the music is like it's wild it's only, it feels like it's only one song it's like wildly repetitive but still somehow not annoying okay <laughs> wild uh I'll, I'll probably drop that in here too i'll make a show notes because it, it is interesting uh but yeah it's like the same thing over and over and over and over again the whole time you're playing it but it's still it just sounds good and like did not bother me at all huh. uh, and i didn't really get hip to this until high school again dude bungard is who got me on this game and during our, that that aforementioned uh nes slash bong rip stint that we were in um and and it's a very it's very fun uh for just like a single game or a head-to-head deal um but if you're just like if you're sitting down like bases loaded 2 basically had a much better like simulation deal if you're like want to play a season you could play a bunch of games and bases loaded there's a password system uh, I believe, and that kept your stats and shit. And and this wasn't good for that. But as far as like sitting down and playing one game, this the gameplay on this is probably the best baseball game on uh, on the NES. Really? Okay. Yeah. This I was it. never a big baseball game fan. No, yeah, I've never been. You know, even later gen consoles, I was never really. I remember we, there was fucking one of them. I think we were playing the sixty four days. I remember there was one. I think again, Bungard actually uh, had us playing one. Uh, semi-often, but yeah, there's never really been a baseball game that was great. Ted and I did play a lot of Bases Loaded. Uh, he had two, Bases Loaded 2. Uh, we played a lot of that. Um, but uh, Andy played um, fucking uh, Sports Talk Baseball. On Genesis? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't that that really seemed re- like a good game. I didn't understand it. I, I don't like baseball games, like I said, but uh, he, he, he thought that one was really good, and it looked good, actually. They yeah those games I mean even you had the original Montana and then Sports Talk, the first one the first Montana on Genesis wasn't Sports Talk which is the one you had but this this the I think you did have a later one I think you had I think it changed to NFL MVP maybe it was called ninety four I think you had for Genesis and it had Montana, I had uh, Montana, Montana the, two for Sega you had two didn't you have one I don't know because two two was the first Sports Talk one. I mean, it definitely. I feel like they talked in it. I don't know. Okay, whatever. We'll I'll, get to I'll look into it. Yeah, we'll obviously get to that uh, many many years from now in the Sega Visions episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyhow, RBI Baseball going on the list. Uh, moving on, there's sneak peeks, more preview shit. Uh, you get more of Zelda. So again, they're just fucking pounding you on this. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I wrote down ready. somewhere on you my notes that like you were yeah, buying it. They're just. <laughs> They're like telling you that you're buying Zelda 2, and they're also just telling you how to play and beat Zelda 1 at this point. Yep. Get, yeah, fin- yeah. Hurry up and finish that up, dude. You got to buy this. Right. Don't, don't, be, don't be dicking around on buying Zelda 2. You need to finish Zelda 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they also tease Super Mario 2 here very briefly at the end of this. Uh, so, again, uh, big, big sequels coming down the pipe here. And there's a couple games that uh, it's like. 
neither they were neither one of them are released under the titles they're here for uh are, are listed here at rather us golf ended up it did get released but it was released as nes open tournament golf which i've never fucking heard of uh so when we get to that that's interesting really the only golf game i know of for NES is that original black box golf title that Ted actually had. Uh, so I played that a reasonable amount, but I, I'd never seen or played this. And then this Return of Donkey Kong would eventually be canceled, dude. This was never even released. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't sound familiar. Like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like initially, like I first, the, I didn't even start Googling. I was like, Return of Donkey Kong. Start looking at the library for, for the ROM to, to oh, play it. Right. And like, no sign of it, nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? And I started looking around. Yeah, it didn't, it never got released. It got canned before it came huh. out. So uh there's like a lot because it's you know donkey kong is again one of their major properties so there's been like a lot of hunting for like excuse me prototype versions of it or something but there's really there's nothing out there that i was able to find it was even like a glimmer even a screenshot or anything of it so um pretty interesting that they bothered to talk about it but it you know that there that there was enough of the game or the plan to make it for them to put it in the magazine, um, but not enough for there to be anything available on it. You know, uh, right? And then like you know, what was the next Donkey Kong game to come out? Like it's kind of surprising it wasn't the end of Donkey Kong. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I do. The first thing I can think of. Well, there. I don't know if it was out yet. There's like. Because there was like Donkey Kong math, like they used it for dump for some other. Yeah, dump. I wasn't sure if they'd taken it like down a separate path that kind of kept it alive a little bit. You know, a, a I think that brand. I believe I want to say there was a Donkey Kong three, but not a two on the NES, and the okay. three was like not very good, if I recall correctly. I think it was a black box title. Um, so yeah, there was shit coming out around this time with it. Uh, but I think I believe there was a long hiatus. I want to say the first time you really saw a substantial Donkey Kong title between around now uh, when these were coming out, hitting newsstands, uh, was that first big one on SNES, you know, right. uh, Donkey Kong Country. So, yeah, it's weird that they shelved that one and then it kind of just was not necessarily a, something they really used for a while. Right. Uh, and even that required, a th I mean, Rare did that. That was a third-party title that handled um, our third-party company, rather, that handled Donkey Kong Country, so it required yeah. another company doing it. You know, they didn't even keep it in house, which is not usually how Nintendo does things for their major flagship deals. So maybe they didn't think oh. of it as a flagship deal back then. Uh, yeah, any, I mean, any, maybe that's why they thought they could just punt it off to some fucking right. schmo company. You know. Yep. 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 Uh, not that rare is necessarily a schmo company, but yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that of all is a company that's definitely not just. I know, but you know what I mean. Right, of course. Uh, the next thing is, well, first of all, there, first there's a, a big full-page Bandai ad uh, for a title I never heard of called Dragon Power, and the ad is fucking super cool. Looking. <laughs> it is cool. When I saw it, I was like, oh, uh, fucking uh, Double Dragon. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Nope, of course. And then I took a second look, and I'm like, no, not that. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's like this super badass 80s karate dragon fucking thing going on that's really cool looking. Um, and you know, the title even has a, some, has a lot going for it. Dragon power, you know. Um, didn't have the ROM, but I fired up gameplay video and it reminded me a lot of Rygar. Like, alt it has like, it alternates between like a top-down view and kind of a side view action platforming thing. Uh, just way shittier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it didn't look good enough by any means to hunt down and try myself. Um, but it got a full page ad here yep. and it looks cool. Good job with the ad. Uh, the next thing, uh, of substance is a Goonies two uh, review and it's pretty dense here, man. And this is really interesting because this is the first time we're seeing like a multi-page feature of a third party title. 
in any of these issues. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess I, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I still wouldn't call it a review. There's no sign of any criticism. It's just pumping it up. But uh, it is a third-party title, and that's certainly worth mentioning. And they also kind of like, I guess, <laughs> as part of the decision to do this, they felt it needed like uh, – you know, it there's it. They called it Louis Reviewer or Reviewee rather. It's like a Louis Reviewee and it rhymes. Clever. Uh, and it's it's they say it's a pseudonym for a well-known video expert. Uh, not not even video game expert, just a video expert uh, and longtime game reviewer. And he's chosen this as his first kickoff review for his, this new column. So they felt the need to like, you know, there had to be like this this hypothetical character that was now doing third-party titles for the magazine. Um, so if you know further makes it significant that it wasn't just like oh, here's a game here's the review we don't need right, to fuck written it. by so and so right right um, actually there's not even bylines on a lot of these is there right no yeah it's just like here's the game you know right, um, right. there's no character given to the, the the people doing it um, so this was the first instance of that too so Mult- on, on, interesting on multi- multiple fronts uh, right. having said that have you ever fucking heard of or played this game uh, I definitely heard of it dude. well Goonies you know, I mean, Goonies is a, is a concept. Like, uh, I've never, I've never played them. I've never seen the movies. I don't have any like pre-existing affinity for them. Uh, I do remember this in arcades, though. I remember actually Goonies. Uh, it was Starlight Triple T had a Goonies machine. I remember going back to that place that had the Spy Hunter machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember it as like an arcade cabinet, and I certainly remember it. I mean, it's Konami, like this. I've seen it here and there, and I've heard things here and there about it. So I, I definitely was aware it's a title, but I had never played it. Um, no. Yeah, uh, I had no. Again, like just like you, I did not watch the Goonies growing up. I don't know anything about it. My my group of friends hates me for not seeing movies like this, but I I haven't seen it. I don't <laughs> care about it. I didn't even know the fucking game existed. And, uh, and assuming there's a Goonies one for that matter, I didn't know that. Two not on NES existed. though. There was, I believe, what I read was there was an arcade cabinet. Uh, it did not get an NES title though. It did not get ported to NES the okay. the original one. Uh, so this is the first NES title for Goonies. Gotcha. Uh, see, it's weird that they bothered to call it Goonies two. I don't know. I guess it's better branding if it is a if it is a port of a game. But it, it kind of seems to. I, I fired this up, dude, and it's. Uh, there's. I fully expected it to suck because, again, like I have no opinion that's positive of these, and it's just kind of looking at the pictures. It looks like a, you know, kind of a shitty version of a side action platformer that I'm not going to like. Mm. Uh, but there's actually more going on there than than uh, appears there is on the surface, dude. There's like there's like a really robust inventory system, so there's like a lot of shit to pick up and manipulate, and it there unlocks different parts of the thing, and you're going through the game. It's not just a right and left side scroll. You're going, you have to backtrack, and there's you have to understand your the space you're in, and and actually. You know, um, explore uh, realistically, and then it also has like a first-person component to it that's kind of not unlike the Friday the Thirteenth cabin exploration uh, view. You know, do you remember that where you yeah. go to cabin? And it's like that first thing where you're going through the rooms. Or right, first, right. I thought it's I got forgot a, about that. Yeah, wow. yeah. And so it's got that going on too. So there's different modes of gameplay, which is interesting. Uh, and I kind of, I mean, it seemed like maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I'm not putting on the list by any length. It's not, it's something, if you're going to do, you got to sit down and like, you got to play the game and pay attention and fucking just play it. You can't just like come pick it up for a few minutes and have fun. And right. Yeah. Yeah. You could commit to it. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, the thing, one of the other, the only other thing I wrote down that, for this, other than maybe it's worth playing, uh, if you're gonna sit down and play it in its entirety, is there the frequency of use on exclamation points in these game feature articles is grotesque. <laughs> like, <Nah. it's, laughs> like, like you know, there's just uh, 
some they use it. It's just every second or third sentence. There's like exclamation points. Like it's just <laughs> not that fucking exciting, Nintendo. Um, and it's just it's trying too hard. It comes off icky. If they were telling you the story in person, it would be that fucking intense. They would need all the exclamation <laughs> points. Yeah, 100%. If, if, if Louis Reviewy was right in front of you telling you about this, he would be fucking amped. <laughs> Animated, man. He'd be fucking rocking. Yep, yep, yep. So that's a two-page deal. And then we get another Pro's Corner tips and tricks things here. Um, not a lot I would talk about. There, Going to the Zelda thing, uh, it, 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 it's a thing I'd forgotten, and it's, I guess, a pretty hot tip, really, if you don't know it. Uh, but you blowing basically blowing the whistle... Uh, like if you're in front of, you blow the whistle in front of, a, like as you come out of a, a dungeon, it takes you to another, directly to another dungeon. Right. Uh, so like you can get around to the dungeons that you've been to uh, just by using that, which is, again, like it's actually like playing the second quest, that's a super helpful <laughs> fucking tip. And I'm glad I'll definitely be using that uh, when I get back into uh, my next uh, um, play of that. Uh, it's a super useful fucking tip. And then also the, it mentions the, uh, something I never knew that you could, if, you know, those the dungeon screens where are you seeing this in the top right corner? Are you looking yeah. at this page? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you, those those screens in the dungeons where they have the two statues that fire those little fucking flashing things at you, mm-hmm. if you stand between them, they don't shoot you, like directly in between them, mm-hmm. uh, which is certainly useful because a lot of those rooms have shit you need to kill in them. And if you're walking around while those things are shooting you, it's super hard to fucking just complicate the matter. Yeah. So, you could, Stay there and fight all these fucking things from that one place. I never knew that, and all my playing of Legend of Zelda, and that would have been useful to know. Yeah. I wish I'd have had this issue back then. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, like, the, the, no logic would compel you to stand there. Like, that's the worst possible spot. Exactly. Yeah, there's nowhere to go there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 100%. Finding that by trial and error would have been tough. But right, uh, especially too, if you just run through there, you're not, and you're not gonna notice. If you're there too quick to notice, right? Uh, so there's also yeah, also Metroid, Rad Racer, Super Mario Brothers here. Um, again, nothing I wouldn't really talk about, but unless you're playing the game and maybe want some tips. Uh, so then uh, there is there was something on the the uh, right at the very end of this um, on the next on the second page of the tips and tricks thing. There's this news flash tidbit here, uh, and it tells you that uh, it's page 15 uh, that Legend of Zelda reaches seven figures in unit sales. And that NES sales are at four million at this point. So uh, this inspired me to get get mathing again. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, and real quick. Uh, so system prices at this time, uh, the NES system ranged from ninety to one hundred and fifty bucks. So that was depending on whether or not you just got the you know the NES no game was the ninety dollar one, and then you could get NES with just Super Mario Brothers and like one or maybe two controllers, and that was somewhere between ninety and one fifty. I can't remember, one hundred and ten or something. Uh, and then the one fifty was for the full playset deal where you get the Zapper and Mario uh, and Duck Hunt, right. um, two controllers. So that's the price of that. And then the the games, the MSRP on games back then was sixty bucks, particular for a big title like Legend of Zelda. You weren't getting a markdown on that. So uh, some more math that I did not fuck up here. Four million times the mean number out of those systems, 120 bucks a pop, plus one million times the 60 uh, um, dollar price of Legend of Zelda is 540 million 
on sa- in sales in ni- like 1986 dollars, which is not a bad chunk of change for an industry that was declared dead like two years prior, dude. Like right. the, the video game industry. So um, Nintendo was fucking killing it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's fucking. That's a big number even now, man. Like that's that's exactly. a lot of fucking money. And that's just those two items. <clears throat> there, there were another God knows how many other revenue sources uh, between titles, accessories, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, assholes mailing in money to uh, get top score booklets and, <laughs> and right. you know, all their little bullshit. Like they fucking must have been killing it. Yeah. Um, and that's just those, that's domestic. You know, they were they were in Japan too, uh, selling just as much, if not more, of this shit. So right. They were doing all right. Um, some ads for some other bullshit we've already seen. Fucking Spy Under Sky Kid, Freedom Force. Well, we haven't seen Freedom Force, but the Zapper game. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do have Punch It, uh, Punch Out. Uh, they do basically. Basically, they're talking about the, the individual boxers now, and giving you tips um, for individual boxers. Um, and uh, one, have I mentioned? I fucking love this game. Did I tell you that, Jeff? No, I don't think you went over that at all. Actually, nope. I probably spent is... some time on it. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. seriously, let's spend some time on it. Yeah. Some of these guys well, are funny. Yeah, yeah well, 100%. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely talk about the article. Uh, but uh, so, uh, you know, they, like I said, they go one by one through the, the major and uh, world circuit boxers here, basically. Um, and the, the, the thing I probably would mention most out of it is that it talks about the, the – I, I mentioned it when we talked about this before, but the bald bull – charge it gives you a little trick about how to deal with the bald bull bull charge right which right. is probably you know one of the harder special punches in the game as far as the guys you fight is uh or go rather and um like it's it's super specific on the timing it's like you know right after his second hop of the three or in the case of the second time you fight him uh, he only there's there, sometimes he only hops twice and you got to hit him after one. But basically, when he's one hop from you, you got to nail that fucker at a very specific fucking time with a with a body punch, or he's gonna drop your ass. So it's like a very specific thing, basically. And they tell you like they're what they tell you here is you you, you that you the, the exact verb is countering the ball bull punch by ball bull with or by ball bull with a body blow while he rushes at you. But there's nothing about the exact timing. So like. If you don't have that timing specificity, you're just like I said, you're you're gonna try, you're gonna then get nothing matters. Tried. Yeah, exactly. None of the none of the tip matters. So like the, the again, just the trial and error of like using this tip must have been there must have been some pissed off kids. <laughs> yeah, I've actually yeah. noticed some tips like throughout this like doing this these uh, read throughs. I'm just like that's not a useful tip at all. Right. Like yeah. that's complete bullshit. Another example of disconnect, man. It's fucking so many instances. It's surprising. Right. Yeah, and then there's the the only other thing I would say about this, unless you want to go through specific boxers, uh, is that the they have a mail-in like basically they don't give you really any insight on how to beat Tyson, but they tell you to mail in your Tyson tips, and you can win a life-size cardboard stand-up cutout <laughs> of which. I also went on eBay, of course, no sign of it, but fucking how great would that have been having a, a full-size Tyson in your room? Yeah, that'd been pretty fucking hot, especially. Um, if you you would need to have beaten, well, maybe you don't have to beat him, but you would at least be able to be kind of fucking versed in, in fighting Tyson to have a tip that's going to win you that. So not only would you have that, but you also would be a human being who maybe has beaten Titan Tyson, and that's exciting too. Right, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was going to say like it's kind of, that's such a weird thing to like send us in your tips. That yep. yeah, that's weird. Well, I mean, you know, they, I I you can't knock them for wanting uh, interaction and and wanting to uh, um. 
you know, interface with the readers, like and involve the kids. Like that's that's a admirable thing. I think. Oh no, for sure. I mean, and that's like what we've seen throughout reading these is like Nintendo really was like trying out every aspect of marketing that they could they they could think of. You know, right? Yeah, they were doing a bunch of wild shit. Yep. Especially with this too, and, you know, and and it's also commendable. There is no, you know, they're blazing a trail here, man. They're not. There's no. There's no emulation of any other thing here. Like they are the only ones doing this. Right. Uh, it's never been done, really. Right. So they, really. everything they try, they had to think up from scratch, and that's you know also worth mentioning and notable and commendable. Right. Uh next thing is another top five the second instance of that and everything remains the same except pro wrestling has been swapped out for mike tyson's so we got legend of zelda super mario metroid kid icarus and then mike tyson's punch out one through five uh which makes a lot of sense <laughs> punch yeah. out is definitely better than pro wrestling if fucking uh, pro wrestling had been on there you would have had a coronary all <laughs> <laughs> right uh also no third-party titles though um still not surprising there um but with pro wrestling out, I can like deal with it better. I think, you know, I can I can see one saying these five ga- five games are maybe better than any any other third party titles that's available at the time. I can right. buy that. Uh... oh, dude, next page. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want? I'll let you go. I'll let you throw this one. This yeah. is just... <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just like yeah, '80s action movie cliche war guys. Um, fabulous! This is so fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. The guys uh, actually holding the guns have very poor trigger discipline. Um, I wanted <laughs> to point that out. Um, but yeah, um, uh, as an ad for uh, a Konami ad for Contra and Jackal. Yeah. Jackal, I never played. Did you? Uh, I don't. I want to say no. I think I. Did. Uh, it's it's. I, well, I don't know. It's. I think maybe I. If I did, it's. It's vague. It's certainly not uh, a lot. I mean, uh, particularly compared to what we're going to talk about here. Otherwise, Contra, like it's fucking. Everyone's played Contra a million times. It's fantastic, great in every possible way. Uh, but yeah, if I have played it, very little. To answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Me too. If I don't think I did at all. But like you were saying, like everybody knows Contra. That's a fucking. Great game, and the ad is very appropriate for the uh, aesthetic that the game was trying to portray. For no doubt, yeah. There's a there's a little copy blurb pointing out the fact that these games allow you to take control of America's toughest commandos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, so yeah, and like I want just good to go through the the picture, which is two thirds of this ad. So you have one one third is the game, and then two thirds is this fucking just unbelievable picture uh where these do these what is it four yeah four dudes two for each game i guess is what they're going for here the two guys on the right look like they're the contra guys two guys on the left look more more jackally and they what maybe is a jeep or some sort of vehicle or something going on there to their left uh but yeah dude i mean m16s there's bullet belts or whatever the fuck you call those the most masculine fashion accessory on earth (laughs) (laughs) uh grenades hanging off their vests like artificially flexed biceps headbands fog machine fog uh, like you name the act, the the '80s action film trope, it's it's in this picture. There, yeah, uh, right? So so fucking beautiful. Yeah, um, it's really great. I, I recommend everyone see it. <laughs> I recommend everyone spend ten seconds of their life just soaking this picture in it. Yeah, it won't take long. It'll be worth it. Yeah, one hundred percent worth it. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Fucking the both. 
I, I, I fired Jackal up, and it, I actually had a little bit of fun playing it as a one-player deal. Uh, I wouldn't say it's quite as good as Contra, but you know, maybe just one click down the ladder. Um, both just wildly fantastic couch co-op games. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to. <laughs> what I wrote here is uh, after I got done playing, I want to shoot each other up the in the. I want to shoot each other up in the ass with some steroids and play both these games front to back, one after the other, together right now. That's what I want to do with you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, but playing the games and looking at this ad made me want to do. <laughs> I'm, wow, that's a crazy response. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's just how, how, how much they, they, take, they took hold of me. These, just the ad, the games, everything about it is great. Right, I think that's exactly what they were going for. Too. <laughs> Yeah, they just yeah. no. There's there is not a a, a more um, spot on achievement of a marketing effort in the history of marketing. Like right. guys sit in a room. You you had to be all guys. There's no way there was a woman in the room that they no came fucking way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> Super coked out '80s marketing dude uh, <laughs> coming up with a fad, and no, and and never has a, a group of human beings uh, set out to achieve a goal and nailed it better than the dudes who who, who came up with this this fucking ad. Right. This really it was a masterstroke. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, Next thing, uh, if I, if we can segue out of that, if it's possible, uh, the next thing was uh, some user reviews uh, telling us how hip the readers think Rad Racer is, etc. cetera. Uh, some fucking, yeah, Rad Racer, Kid Icarus, Metroid, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Um, and then there's, there's a very simple Double Dragon ad here from Trade West uh, telling us about that coming in March. And that box art, looking at it... Uh, Reminds me more of the Tiger Electronics handheld <laughs> I had uh, <laughs> at at the way back when, uh, which was I think was the very, I ended up having a few of them uh, the the pin the blue pinball one and maybe maybe some others I don't know that might have been the only two I had actually uh, yeah, Double Dragon yeah Double Dragon was definitely the first one I had and they were like these awful LCD deals everyone right. probably knows those that we're talking about there but if not Google it for sure they're interesting uh, but yeah, it reminds me more of that than the actual NES game, <laughs> that because that they just basically superimposed that box cover onto the front of the uh, the little handheld deal. Right. Uh, do you remember? Also, yeah, go ahead. I also had more uh, more experience with Double Dragon Two. Like I was more familiar with that. So like even when I saw this cover, it didn't strike me as strange. So better game for sure. Double Dragon Two. Double yeah. Dragon II revered as maybe you know, probably the best of that type on the system. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, much better. Big step up. Particularly the co-op aspect of it um, is much better in, in 2 than it is in, in, in that first one. Um, but it does have a co-op feature. Which, or no, wait. It does not have a co-op. That's the whole thing. You can't play. I was going to say, I didn't think Double Dragon had a co-op. It was funny because it was not Double Dragon. One. Yeah, that's why it sucked. Because the, the arcade version was 100% that. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty... It's it's. Pretty lacking this version, but it was a big step up from Renegade uh, in quality, uh, for sure. As far as the beat 'em up genre goes, um, and I was actually I was wrong. I, I said that the A B control mechanic, the you know you hit B, you punch left, you hit A, you punch right, or attack right rather, um, is not true. That's not how this works. Uh, it, it is in Renegade, but it's not in this. So. Uh. Um, they did get better with that, so I was wrong about that. Our, our second editorial retraction. Uh, the title screen music also super fucking hot.
opening scene. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say the opening scene of this? Uh, I do not actually. Okay, Google it while we're doing while, while I'm talking about this. So the opening scene uh, were these the, this gang of dickheads punch your girl in the gut when you like they basically you know like all these games start your, your girlfriend gets stolen right. and uh, something I said set off my fucking Google Home. It's over there talking to me right now. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so they 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 basically they steal your girlfriend and they punch her in the fucking stomach and hard as fuck and then just throw her over her shoulder, which again never fly <laughs> in, cool, in a modern game. Like in the well, I guess I don't know. I shouldn't say that uh, in the right context you can make it fly, but I don't know. Not in this one. I don't think it, it would work. Um, um, but whatever. I don't know. The game. Uh, have you found it yet, or is your computer fucking? Yeah, still? I'm pulling it up. It, okay. It's working. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the gameplay is kind of fun. It's like this. Uh, I, it was very satisfying at the end of stage one to kicking Adobo, like the big burly du- dude, off the conveyor belt at the end of the right. first. Game. It was like super gratifying. Uh, so I'll give it that. It was it was kind of fun. Not great, but kind of fun. Um, I actually interviewed the one of the those batteries not included episodes. I interviewed Dan Kitchen, who did the port of this to the NES. Oh um, yeah, I remember you talking about this. Right. And and one of the one of the again questions he hadn't heard much of uh previously and was very interesting to me. Um this has that two player versus mode. You can't play the actual game with two players at the same time. Uh but you can play a battle like an like an arena battle version uh where you pick there's they have a few characters the two good guys and a few of the bad guys to mm-hmm. fight each other which was not present in any other version of this game they built that from scratch for the NES release of it because NES Nintendo rather when you when you're doing a port if the game wasn't an original and you weren't do, like basically something had to be original you couldn't just do a carbon copy port uh-huh. of a game that was on another system. Like Nintendo required, I'm sure there were exceptions to this, but Nintendo was particular about this and they wanted you to, to make something about it original. So it had some additional merit that would have made it more appealing than whatever other system it would have been on, Sega Master System or something. So, because I think right. this had a Sega Master System, that was the thing, this had a Sega Master System release. So they wanted something different and to satiate that, Dan came up with doing that versus mode uh which is super interesting it looks like a completely different look to it it doesn't look anything like the actual game the sprites are much bigger um and it's actually kind of a semi-fun thing you can fight the computer even if you don't have a second player you can fight a, a, um, a computer player and they're yeah somewhat intelligent which is just super interesting though that they, they built that specifically for this um and i remember that too like it's like a thing about the game that's maybe what i remember about the game more so than anything else uh and it wasn't even you know, they they only did that just to shut Nintendo the fuck up. You know, right? Uh, which was cool. It was really I, I highly recommend looking up that. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, listening to that episode of or watching that episode of, of Dan talking about that because it was it was pretty interesting. Um, have you? Has your computer really not found that yet? Uh, um, I <laughs> literally just finished seeing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it just cuts like into the fucking streets, and she's standing there alone. Socks the fuck out of her. Minor business. Up and and like four dudes walk up and just beat the fuck out of her and just take her. Yeah, like uh, it's such a yeah, yeah, bitch move. Yeah, but that's how eighties uh, action video games right. started. So yeah, we, we couldn't have Double Dragon as a game if we didn't have that uh, obscene girlfriend stealing uh, reason to to send them on the on the on the quest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so oh there. 
Yeah, so moving on, there's um, some bullshit here. Is a favorite ad again. Yeah, that LJN ad. Uh, scores of fun bullshit. Uh, there's a there's a nice uh, um, acclaim full pager here of Wizards and Warriors, uh, and this is actually where I would. That's why I did. I, I held off on the previous appearance of this because uh, there's a little more to talk about with the ad even alone here or itself rather, but. Um, it's super, yeah, like really picking apart this art, dude. Like it's like a really cool oil painting where you have, you know, like the big hero there. He's got like the, he's attacking these guys on like a hill uh, and it's got the wiz- wizards and warriors name. So he's the warrior. And then you have the wizard, like his face up in the clouds there looking super fucking ominous. <laughs> right. Uh, looking over him like a really well done um, uh, art thing here. I like it yeah, a lot. The, the monsters look like, uh, like, you know, actual that theme monsters right look like goblin-y kind of kobold things so all right yeah this is this is a good oh and the castle in the background too got the castle there too this is good looks great man it also D-ish. yeah no doubt i'm sure that's obviously what they were going for i'm sure right right. as far as the feel goes as so many games back then were uh and they also teased the coming of rambo (laughs) and the The little Sly Stallone picture. If you didn't uh, get enough '80s action. Right. Fun, fun side story, dude. I didn't. This isn't even my notes because it just happened a night or two ago. I, uh, what the hell was the reason? Oh, I was. I started watching uh, uh, Big Mouth on Netflix, and they brought up uh the porno uh <laughs> that. Sylvester Stallone was in as right. his, his first movie credit was a, uh, a porno. If you don't know that, a softcore porn pornography film. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, and, know that. Yeah, yeah, and they brought it up uh, in passing. Uh, not even in passing. It's like a whole episode is based around it. But the uh, they talk about that, and I was like, you know what? I've never fucking seen that before. I bet I can find it, and sure as shit can, as you can find anything on the internet. Oh my god, dude! Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? How was it, what dude? Was going oh on? my god! Write this down to look this shit up. It is <laughs> fucking mind blowing. Um, uh, for so many, it? it's uh, I can't remember the name of, it, but I mean, if you fucking, oh, just type. give me like a fucking. It's on. It's on. I think por- I, I found it. It was on. Like, I typed it into Google, and like a Pornhub link came up, I believe. Sylvester uh, Stallone. Yeah, if you type in Sylvester Stallone porno, you'll find it. Uh, uh, Oh my god, dude! There for so many reasons, it's amazing. Like he, him, he's at you know, it's, dude, he's, it's softcore too. So they try to like, it's got to have a story. They can't, it's not just fucking for an hour. Right. So they try to paint a story in there because uh, there's not actual like really hardcore depicted sex. So what's the appeal of it? Um, so he's like acting his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's funny uh and he's super young too so that's just interesting because it's like you know fucking one of the most famous movie stars on the planet um so yeah he's really interesting in it the fact that they're trying to like do this story and like the story is super fucking weird and like there's this whole sequence where where he's like running around uh he was in new york at the time it looks like somewhere in central park or something uh he's like running around trying i don't know the this i was trying to convey that he's like on his way to meet this girl or something and he's like jumping over things and like hopping fences and shit uh and it's just like a music montage it's like dude it's incredible it's incredible. Uh, okay <laughs> watch it i'll put it in the fucking show notes uh <laughs> it's so fucking good um yeah 
fucking riveting. Uh, there's like the one I found was like a 15 minute clip, and I was like, oh, it's only 15 minutes. Like it's whatever. And I sat and watched all 15 minutes, <laughs> just enthralled. And it got to the end, and I was like, that doesn't seem like the ending. It's like I Googled further. It's actually there's a whole hour long one. Oh I was my like, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not spending an hour of my life doing this, but I did watch the 15 minute version of it. Uh, that I believe is just the first 15 minutes of it, and it's fucking fantastic. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Not that any of this is in this uh, um, issue that we're talking about. But... <laughs> well, he's there. Picture of him there. Well, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a, a broad stroke we're <laughs> using there. A, a loose connection at best, but a connection nonetheless. Right. Uh, yeah. So then... Um... Uh, note here, there's a Jalico ad for Bases Loaded and City Connection. Uh, and I mentioned already Bases Loaded 2 was a great sim. I didn't play much of Bases Loaded 1. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it. But uh, the second one was great, and I definitely look forward to talking about that one when we get to it. Uh, and then the other one here is dude, City Connection. I played this. This is a fucking really weird game, dude. Okay. Uh, it's an arcade port. So this was, I think, I, I want to say it was like a big deal uh, in the arcade. Um, and so it's a platformer, but you're controlling a car. And, like, the idea is, is that you're buzzing through these cities, right? And there's, like, multiple plat- multiple levels, like, I think three levels of street. They're, like, like theoretically highways with gaps in them that you got to jump over. And there's cops everywhere. And there's all sorts of shit everywhere uh, to deal with. And it was, kind of like, super hectic. And the backgrounds were cool, and the music actually was kind of cool too. But I was playing it, and I couldn't figure out whether I was into it or not for a few minutes. And then I got rewarded for running over a cat. I th- at least I think it was a reward. Like it felt like a reward. <laughs> it did something positive, and I was and didn't just end or like it wasn't like hitting uh, a hazard or something. Right. Uh, so that I was like, yeah, this is fucking weird, man. I just turned it off. <laughs> I'm like, fucking weird game. Like, as an oddity, I recommend checking it out. Not as necessarily a good game, but just be like, again, that was like a, a like I said, kind of a big arcade deal, uh, and got this port. Like, it was fucking really weird to me. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. See, when we talked about uh, fucking LGN and top scores. Dumbass jokes, bad member tips, order our shit, mailbag puzzles, Halloween costume pictures. Uh, so those are filler to get us to uh, the new product section of this that's worth talking about. And this is the NES Max controller, which was basically the other rapid-fire turbo controller for NES. And Jab, how the fuck do you feel about the NES Max? <laughs> well, I, was, I was usually the fucking second player. So we were like, ah, man, it, it fucking sucked, man. Because you always, like if you were the second player somewhere and this controller was around, this was your controller. <laughs> and there was a reason the first player wasn't using it. It's because it wasn't as fucking good as the original. <laughs> uh, it sucked. I hate this controller. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am also. I got mad just seeing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, I am. I am also not a fan. Uh, the directional thing, they call it uh, the, the directional pad thing in the middle there they call it uh a cycloid button and the article uh was fucking worthless man like i I basically would always you know you would like you know the idea was that you had like the sliding kind of more fluid sensitive right and they and they they pimp it out here for the the sports games you know like give you like better control particularly ice hockey like this is the ice hockey controller for sure right right 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I would basically revert whenever I tried to use that. I would almost immediately revert to just using the black ring around it, which was, which and was even worse, actually. Yeah, better than that. I know I wouldn't say worse than the middle thing. No, no, it wasn't worse than the middle thing, but it wasn't as good as the oh, regular deep original. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, so yeah, fucking yeah, fuck this fucking controller. And like the 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 turbo AB buttons, like the constant, like it's so yeah, they're basically so the the turbo buttons are like right there below the main single use, single serving <laughs> uh, AB buttons. <laughs> uh, so like. The idea is that they're always there as an alternate. So, like, as opposed to on the NES Advantage, you had the switches that you have to turn on to make a turbo. So, like, you just had turbo kind of, like, right there available to you without yeah, having... Yeah, should you need it right now. Stuff. Yep. Uh, which, you know, that has its pros and cons and, and is commendable in some ways. But, like, they were... This is, like, the, the contour, the ergonomics of this uh, of controller. Like, the, the those little turbo buttons are, like, super hard convex plastic. Uh, so... You know, you play a lot of Nintendo and use this controller a lot. Like that shit would wear on your thumbs and like give you even worse Nintendo thumb than the other the regular buttons would, having to use those a lot because of the shape of them and that they were like this really hard plastic. You know, right? So yeah, I don't know, just another thing. Like even though the maybe the idea of that always available presence, but like the actual design of it could have used. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and it, you know, it kind of looks like a uh, proto uh, Xbox controller. A little bit. It's got, yeah, the handles kind of coming down, you know, way, obviously way smaller. Xbox controllers are fucking like seven times the size of those things. <laughs> man, those original Xbox controllers, man, those, woo, those things Trust. are fucking big, dude. Right, right. Anyways, that's not in this episode, or issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Xbox is not in this magazine for sure. Um, at the bottom here, something worth talking about. The first appearance of the tips counselor call-in number. Mm-hmm. It's at the bottom, and this seemed like a borderline mythical phenomenon to me when we were little. Like the 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 notion of this place with these human beings that you could call, and like I had I just had no grasp at all of the idea that these were just like young average dudes that played a lot of video games in Bumblefuck Washington. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no grasp of that. These were like all knowing, all seeing. These were like gods. They were gods, uh, and that was, you know, like, I remember being nervous. Like, I remember calling them and being nervous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, as if you have to impress this dickhead that you're paying to talk to about video games. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being nervous when we were calling or, them. I should I say, we I should say us paying for Mad Mike paying for it, but anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I was nervous <laughs> when we were calling. So I was like, I know, like, there's no fucking way you can sneak this past him. Like, he's gonna know, and we're gonna get in trouble, but, like... We were obviously very stumped, and we, we fucking needed answers. It's worth the risk. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we make it really fast, maybe you won't even notice. Yeah, high <laughs> risk, high reward. One hundred percent. By the way, I guess I guess we got to mention it. Today is Mad Mike's birthday. We got to say that Ooh, he's not yes. going to hear it, but just in spirit, he's got. He's. Uh, I actually I did text him this morning and let him know. Fuck, did you? Uh, I didn't. Uh, what a dick! You're such a. Uh, oh fuck! And it's past midnight out here. <laughs> it's only six minutes past though, dude. He's probably still up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad now. I feel like it's. A... <laughs> Anyways, that's not in this fucking issue either. <laughs> yeah, Mad Mike is in every issue, dude. Uh, <laughs> and 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 that is a. There's multiple entendres on that state on that sentence. Uh, 
I uh, so yeah, I, I like that they felt the need to list the hours for different time zones here. Like knowing yeah. us little idiots couldn't sort out a heady concept like time zones. That's actually true. <laughs> Which is, it's true. I can't do it today. We, we you and I, have <laughs> had scheduling issues <laughs> because we I can't get it fucking right. <laughs> I've been here for more than a year. I cannot get the time zone shit right, You're dude. No I like. Joke. I got like today, three phone calls tomorrow. I can't fucking figure it out. <laughs> today I was like sitting here at home and I was like, it was probably like 4.30 and I was like, all right, man, 5.30 is coming up. <laughs> and I checked your shit and I was like, oh my God, it's 8.30. <laughs> uh, so, so hard. And like, yeah, so much of my business is still back in New York. So like on a constant basis, I am just, I mean, thank God for the iCal fucking application on my phone to sort it out for me. But there's just so frequently I just fuck things up because I just right. cannot. Dude, being three hours back here, man, it's so weird for sports. You're watching football at ten in the morning, right, which is great. Right. Especially Bills games, they're shitty. They play at one every time, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I get I get my football bullshit out of the way, and there's still like a whole day left, which is nice. But right. uh, it is weird as fuck. Uh, it is interesting, though. Also, in addition to the presence of those at all, that they take the time to list time zones, but there's only three time zones they list. <laughs> there's there's Pacific, Central, and Eastern. No. <laughs> No like, mountain. What the fuck is that about? You know. Fuck you, uh, Denver. Yeah, I don't know. Is there? Well, maybe, maybe there's a reason for that. I don't have a full understanding. Like, I know. Does maybe. Does mountain and central maybe become the same thing when we're in standard so, time and not daylight savings? I think maybe that's the answer for why that's the case. I don't know though. Either way, that's an example. Another thing I don't know, and I'm I don't fucking think it quite works like 37 that. years old. <laughs> I don't fucking know. No, I have a pretty decent understanding of things like that, and I feel like it. They just left Mountain Time out. Huh. Huh. Uh, I tried calling the number. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about doing that with a different number on here. Uh, What happened? Uh, I got us like a stock call cannot be completed as dialed message. Uh, And I was just such a bum. Such a bummer. Uh, Found something there. I remember reading. I was was particularly excited because I remember reading when the NES Classic came out. I'm, they they did this. I maybe I don't know if it was the same number. I, I'm not sure, but I remember reading that they did. They like reinstated, uh, maybe ever so briefly, the counselor line, and it was like it was a recorded message. You couldn't talk to actual people. But it was like a recorded message giving like specific tips for the games that were on the NES Classic, right. uh, which was you know kind of a fun callback to their history. I think that was a cool idea for marketing right. for that. For- Product, even though fuck, I'm not buying that because I have a whole ROM library of 800 games. I'm like, I'm like you oh, bricks more you. money <laughs> uh, for these games, but uh, <laughs> cool idea nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I would agree with that. Now, on page 30, or actually 29 of uh, this issue, is where this fucking uh, Ring King ad should have been in the first place, and the it, last one. <laughs> well, maybe, dude, maybe that's why they picked here. Uh, this time they were like, "Holy fuck, that went uh, that went poorly." And they were like, "How far can we get from the? You, are you, I assume you're talking about Mike Tyson this month too, right? How far can we get from that? <laughs> All the way at the back, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what we were going for. We didn't mean to step on toes. Right? Yeah, I did. It, I I remember seeing it and like uh, that didn't occur to me. But yeah, it is it is substantially far from the Mike Tyson uh, content here, which is funny. Right. It, it, <laughs> corrective measures. Good job, Data East, or good job, Nintendo, or good job, both. Parties, maybe, yeah. 
Yep. Uh, and that's really all I got for issue five, man. There's a fucking NES Max thing on the back that got rid of that sexy NES Advantage ad for this bullshit, which makes me sad. But other than that, I don't have anything I like else. the way the ad looks, though, you know, just like the... It is. It, yeah. I, I This whole line of ads is cool, where it's just like the super simple in a black fucking space with like a little bit of flair to it. That's how the NES Advantage one is, too. Right. Uh, and those are cool. I agree. And like, yeah, they're very bold. Meet Max. Very right. in-your-face marketing, which a lot of this... This era's marketing uh, was by both Nintendo and Sega. When we get to Sega Visions later, a lot of Sega stuff was even more. It was that on steroids, like in your face. Right. And, you know. Uh, yeah, man. So that's issue five. That is the Mega Man uh, Electric Man stage track uh, that that the Jab picked out for uh, our closing song here, our closing segment. Yeah, it, uh, it it's a good little song, and it, it the uh, the melody in there reminds me of something I've heard it like several times over several things, but I just can't quite remember where I heard it. But yeah, maybe so. maybe Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely Mega Man. Uh, I can't quite remember the other ones, but like we mentioned, fucking those, those. That's like the most covered fucking game probably ever, as far as music goes. Right, right. I remember the fucking melody um, reference three months from now. I'm sure, and it doesn't matter anymore. That's how it works. No question. Uh, yeah, man. So the, uh, these were these are two dense issues. It's a long episode, but like I, I kind of knew that was gonna be the case going into it. Do these fucking like we already said? There's just a lot going on in these these two issues. Uh, it was a very hot time for Nintendo. So, um, yeah, cool, fun, long. If you actually stuck with it as a listener, good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our nominations. Do you want to go? Oh, first? for the game to play. Um. Mm. Uh, no, why don't you go first? Because I forgot about this part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my nominations are Wizards and Warriors, mm-hmm. Goonies 2, and Mega Man. Uh, Mega Man is what came to mind for me, but I don't know. Maybe should we do Goonies 2? It's the one I certainly, I mean, Wizards and War, uh, clearly we already talked about playing Mega Man. Everyone's played Mega Man. Uh, I have definitely played Wizards and Warriors. Um, I think that was a, a rental, too. Um, and I remember the gameplay somewhat. I know it's kind of hard. Uh, also, maybe a little kind of fun. Uh, Goonies 2 is, without a doubt, the one I know the least about. Um, and I think, I don't know, Here's here's the debate for me as far as that goes. We don't know what it is. And our last experience was what it is, <laughs> or what it was, right? right? And I'm a little apprehensive about picking something so unknown, um, and it's sucking. Um, the things, this, this, the, the critical feedback on this seems to say suggest it's a pretty decent game um, but I don't know I feel like maybe I read good shit about Ghosts and Goblins too and holy fuck was that wrong uh, right. and I, don't, <laughs> I neither want to play a game I dislike or do another hate episode <laughs> right I don't know let's then uh I, I we should do Wizards and Warriors we were both fawning over that artwork so maybe that one we should try okay yeah, and that's kind of a middle ground. I, I play actually play. I mentioned already, but I played a lot of Mega Man 
already. Um, not that that matters. I'm going to play it again, obviously. Um, and right. uh, actually do some thinking and writing down about the, the stages as I go. Uh, would not be hard to do. But yeah, I, I, I dig that. I can roll with Wizards and Warriors. Yeah, um, I would do that. Okay. Fucking A. Jab, you got to do these in advance. We're not arguing enough. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, keep, I always forget about that part for whatever reason. It's in the it's in the outline. Read the fucking outline. I do. I just fucking obviously don't read very thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So fucking a. That is episode three of the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. Uh, we will be doing uh, Wizards and Warriors as our second game episode for uh, episode four, and uh, following that, we'll be getting into the final two episodes or rather issues of Nintendo Fun Club News before we start cracking on Nintendo Power. How exciting! Um. So that's what's coming up next. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, uh, Podbean, probably any other fucking place you listen to pods. So please do that. Um, also, please rate and leave positive shit uh, on whatever platform you do listen to it because that helps us a great deal. You can follow the pod on Facebook as well. Email, email us at isohpodcast@gmail.com to whisper sweet nothings privately uh our twitch and discord are going so you can google those um if you want to find them and jab what are your socials i have none and neither should any of you delete all of them and my socials are the twitter is at josh folan just my name and then my instagram is at my shift key is broke no punctuation in there so please follow us slash me slash the pod and okay bye see ya